wasn't paying a lick of attention to any of it at all. No, no I, mean, I was saying how my Facebook account got, you know, whatever happened to it. They wanted, they said I need to verify my phone number. So they sent me a text message. And then they said you need to verify your your identity. So we basically need a copy or a picture of your state or government issued ID. And I didn't think nothing of it. Cause like I said, it was like you're three or five in the morning and I was, I just got into my warehouse. And so I was like, I just uploaded a picture of me in front of the big boy restaurant and sent that to him. <laughs> that's so, <laughs> that's so you, so you sent, you sent your, your ID pick. No, I sent a picture and of that- me in front of the big boy. Well, like, wasn't that your profile picture? Like, I think right, realistically, no, they, no, they you should have taken a, a different picture. No, well, they no. wanted federal or state issued ID. They want a picture of that to show what your your true, what the name is you go by on a day to day basis. So basically, I mean, what gets me is that I've had that account for ten years, and all of a sudden yeah. you want to come up and mm-hmm. with some bullshit. I didn't. Under, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I mean, everything is attached to that. I mean, they're I trying even... to silence you. Yeah, I mean, like, isn't it? Isn't it your your conventions attached to it? The just in the show, the all the angry Mike stuff. Yeah. Uh, the the well, groups, the the GI well, Joe groups. Well, the groups that I'm on, I can get other people to add me as an admin back on. Right. We did uh, that for the Beast War Society group. I did. I mean, I, I put right. you back. In and I know Fred can do it on just in our GI Joe show. Angry Mike, I'm screwed on, and uh, Sarah hasn't looked to see if uh, she's still on the uh, Comic Con page. Oh my god, damn, that's a nightmare, dude. Oh, it is a nightmare. I already had someone, a vendor, ask me. They were like, "Does this block you from your your Facebook page, your Facebook page for the convention?" I'm like, "As Man. of right now, it does." I mean, they're supposed to respond back to me, but. They're just, you know, like I said, that was over 12 hours ago, and I haven't heard nothing back. I figured they would have came back and said, hey, you in front of the big boy ain't going to work. So, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Sounds fishy. Man, well, like... I, don't, I don't agree with having to send a picture of my mm-hmm. state or government ID. No. I mean, if I was to do that, I would definitely cover my address and the ID number, but they want it to where it shows that you are saying who you are and that your name on the Facebook page is what your ID says, basically. And like they want to know what your you like your legal name is what you go by on a day-to-day basis. Well, I can sit there and say I, my name is Mike Tunnell, but I might go by something else. I might go by my middle name. You know, but I mean, can I read up on some of those people who've had this issue where one guy doesn't even go by his his legal name. He goes by another name and they wouldn't recognize that. So it's I never even heard of that. Yeah. Like I said, you know, the good thing about it is, is that I can go back through there and add all the friends. But then I was kind of thinking, you know what? Facebook did me did me good because you know what they unfriended people i didn't want to unfriend on my own dude i'll uh i'll I'll be honest man i was i was like man you uh you showed facebook how to grow corn and they took all your shit it's very uh it's very festive you know i actually used to play that corn game 
Welcome to oh my god, that's not that wasn't at all. That wasn't at all the direction what I was going. Was uh, wait, we're saying it's like episode one sixty. I'm your host, Primal Sabbath. Uh, to get the uh, the show started, uh, Dalton, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere at Dalton NCFs or on the casting couch. And Candace. You can find me on Facebook, Candice Art, and on Twitter at Candace Santoro. Uh, Mike, where can where can people find you now that all your? (laughs) I would say (laughs) where you could find me, but uh, find me on Twitter as the Angry Mike, and uh, Facebook can go fuck yourself, (laughs) Tyler. Woo! So yeah, not YouTube anymore. It's Facebook. What you know? What YouTube is just as bad now. I think (laughs) YouTube and Friendsgiving. And uh, we're joined by, after two weeks of absence, Tyler, where can people find you? (laughs) Did you drop or did he fall out? Uh, Maybe he fell out. I don't know. Let me add him back. Hello. Tyler, where can people find you? You can find me hanging in the backyard of a Yep. In the backyard of a... He's in the backyard of a... Uh. <laughs> that's, all, that's all that happened. Oh. Tyler, your connection's trash, bro. You can find... Me. Is it? Yeah, probably. Yeah, let me open a Come door. Come on, spit it out, son. Uh, talking to Dalton, I'm not talking to Tyler. Today, Junior. I said you can find me hanging from the tree in the backyard of your emo girlfriend's wet dream. Damn. That sounds about right. Before we continue, uh, welcome to everyone in the chat. Uh, we got Ghost Lord Peter, Kabar, Candace is in the chat, Chris is in the chat, <laughs> and <laughs> Megamith, Hollow Matt. I think that's everyone so far. How are y'all doing this evening? What did everyone get? Dalton. I got the Siege 8 face and some great videos of the Union Pacific Big Boy. Good deal. Uh, how, what's uh, what's uh, resale on that Union Pacific Big Boy like? Uh, <laughs> I'll get back to you. Mike, what'd you get? Um, I got some Battle Masters. Um, the newest wave, which is really hard to find, I guess. Um, Candace, you thought you were going to be next, huh? I heard. I heard that sharp intake. That's okay. <laughs> Tyler, jumped in and, Tyler jumped in and messed everybody around. So um, I got a who was this? A Smashdown, uh, Rungus, or Rung, whatever his name is. And Rung. <laughs> Rung. Is that Ringo? <laughs> just went over that. Ring. It's Ring. Ringo. Okay. Rang. Rango. Rang. Rango. 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 Oh. We'll call him Rango. <laughs> and. Sin. Singe. And, and then uh what else did I get? I think that was I think there was something else. I don't remember what it was. Oh, that uh Titans Master or a uh, a Titans Return Optimus Prime leader class. I got that the Jakar The leader class? The There's no Super difference Gen between Oh, oh, okay. No, there is. There is a paint difference. No, 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 like the, you're talking about the Genrai, though, right? Not the uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, Power of the Primes. Oh, whatever. Uh, Tyler, what'd you get? 
I don't think I got much, if anything, to be honest with you. I'm waiting on a whole bunch of stuff to show up, but like my black well, rat I mean, didn't show up today, and DHL fucked me around. Show up just into you, dude. Yeah, I know. Uh, DHL fucked me around today. They didn't. They big bold letters on the door in my lobby. Like it's a four foot by four foot fucking lobby, and they couldn't use the buzz code on the wall because reading's hard. Bro, I'm dude, going right after now, this dude's job. I swear to God. Right now, I'm uh, I'm reloading. I'm reloading this this page. It says with delivery courier as of two seventeen. <clears throat> it's now six oh nine. This guy's had real. my shit for four hours. I'm ready for it. Uh, so like that's that's why like I'm I'm looking this way because I have I have the blinds open and like everyone outside could see me in. I'm just looking for some headlights. He- headlights pull up and I jet. Y'all know what's up. Y'all just play with the show till I get back. Um, Apparently, it's supposed to show up tomorrow. Did you get anything? I got nothing. Tomorrow's the holiday. That doesn't make nothing. Not even a. Not even like a tracking number. Nothing. That's that's bad. Nothing. I got a bunch of this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, go for it, man. Where did you order I got, from? Uh, uh, she CBTS. got it from Big Bad. Big Bad Toy Slow. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> Big bad too slow. I uh, got Cybertron or Universe. I don't know which one it is. It's for a custom uh, backstop from the yeah from the Cybertron line. Uh, a Beast Machines long Longhorn also for a custom. Uh, Cybertron Ransack. Guess what? For another custom. And I think you talked about these last week. That's all fixed. Got, did I get? Did I get them? I did. I just I saw them sitting here and I couldn't remember if I got them or not. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember what I got. I got some stealth battle suits for Warhammer. That's it. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Guess what for? Customs. Oh shit! Well, everyone's gonna little, do a little bit of painting this and a little bit of painting that. Uh, uh, let's see. I got the Beast Wars. Uh, Omnibus. I got that from the the, the former Stasis Lock host, uh, Chris. So he came through pretty clutch on Man, that. He was pestering you. Holy shit! Well, the thing is, like I told him, I told him I was just, I was just like, yeah, you know, like Friday, whenever, whenever I said I was going to pay him, and I just forgot because I, I had had to pay Ace Milo for some stuff that'll be here Friday, and I had to pay. I had to pay someone else for some shit too, and I can't remember, but I just kind of like I lined everything up to where I was just knocking it out to where I wouldn't see like a hefty amount leave my bank account all at once just because I get a little weird uh when my money drops below a certain amount. Um so anyways like I just I totally forgot that I said I was gonna buy the book from him. And he was just like, yo, you buying that book? And I was like, oh shit. And I forgot. And I couldn't even remember what I offered him for it. That's how insane uh I got with like purchasing stuff. And so anyways, I got that in. I'm happy to finally have that. There's some cool stuff in the back of it that I don't think was in any of the other uh, trade paperbacks, like uh, like some of the terminology, like, you know, like their measurements of time and things like that, uh, which I think is just interesting stuff to read on. And it's the ascending, the gathering or the gathering, the ascending and the source book and then that little extra bit in the back. So uh, I've always wanted it just because I like having, you know, the big collections of stuff. So there's that. Uh, I bought a Transformers Prime Megatron from Brad Russell like forever ago, and it was missing the two little back wing flaps. Um, Imagine that. But 
Uh, he, he actually found both of them over the weekend. So I got those today. So now I don't have to, you know, try to look for a, a, a parts Megatron from Transformers Prime, oddly enough. Can I ask, can I ask you a question? Yeah. <clears throat> what kind of fucking situation is your collection in when you're just missing parts that you find six to eight months later? Well, he's, oh. a, he's a reseller. He, he, he resells. So it was I know, probably from but in what situation collection. would those backflaps be missing well, in the first okay, place? Okay, to, to be fair, the the Megatron came with um, the upgrade kit, and like he didn't even know I had to point that out to him. Uh, so like it came with like two sets of arms, and I was just you know, so I, I got more or less ninety percent of that upgrade kit, um, but it was missing those two backflaps because those are pieces that come off for the upgrade kit to help everything kind of clean up a little bit nicer and things like that. Uh, so, and I, like, I, I put the upgrade kit arms back on it today just to kind of see how I like it. And I don't know if I like it enough to keep it that way, but I don't know. We'll see. I have options. That's, that's what's important. Um, so anyways, I got that in and I also got in a courtesy of EE prime, uh, Eric, I cannot thank that dude enough for this. He, uh, he definitely helped me out big time. And what's even cooler is he sent me this for free. But uh, it's the Marvel Legends uh, Jim Lee Cyclops. Oh, and cool. The dude in pajamas. Yeah, Tyler, <laughs> I, I understand. You don't like uh, you don't like super dupers. And it's that's fine. Um, so anyways, man, like th- this it, it's a tough it's a tough enough figure to find. And I already like paid my late tax on the rogue uh, that I got. Um but I'm super happy to have this again. And like, it was a gift and I definitely am super stoked about it. Uh, so EE, I don't even know if you listen to this show, but if you do, uh, definitely big thanks. Uh, I know me and Kabar are the kind of the resident X-Men fans, uh, slash collectors, I think in the stasis lock chat. So I'm super, I'm so happy to have it. I just waiting on the, uh, the love triangle three pack. And then I got my whole cast and it's a complete shelf and it's awesome. Uh, uh, I someone that, asking you a question in the chat. I me? am. Uh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on this, this DHL person to show up. And uh, well, which shelf? <laughs> uh, yeah, Hollow Matt asked. He called uh, you Daltine. What's on the shelf behind you? Daltine is Saltine. It's Generations and Beast Wars. <laughs> a saltine cracker. Uh, I, I think it's just going based on how it's spelled for. My username. All right. So, did you look in the corner when you said your username? Are you serious right now? (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) Some people, some people, uh, also, Hollow Matt wants to know what's on all of them. Uh, We really don't have that kind of time with the way Dalton talks. (laughs) Um, Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Mix up. uh, Well, I got to figure out where I'm pointing to. I'll, I'll point it out. Let's see. Is this uh, this generation's looks like the clear blue mirage back there? So yeah, that looks like Steve. Where's your botcon toys? That's the good shit. Where are those at? Uh, some In the trash. way over there on the other <laughs> shelf, like there, over there. And then I've got more in the other room. So oh, hey, hold on a second. Was that Sportimus back there? I saw. <laughs> <laughs> then you know, that's says okay and, for yeah. a tour. <laughs> no, I'll do. I'll do a collection video one of these days. Dude, do a web video. Up. Do like a live web stream. You know, mm. you can upload it up on a Pornhub later on. 
Kabosh says Dalton points to the eye in his name. Yeah, dude, you're not a team player at all, Dalton. <laughs> me, 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 me. I'm, it's all about me, but, me, 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 me. You know, what we should have done today is we should have uh, watched the episode The Catalyst from Beast Machines. Speaking of me. Yep, Dalton, you're up. We should have taken some show notes. I did. So episode notes. These are show of course notes. he did. <laughs> Uh, first of all, Tankor does not give a fuck about a funeral or especially any plans on or to who we used to be. It's Rhinox. He calls himself Tankor still, so shut up, Tyler. Uh, I honestly believe that Megatron knows what's really going on behind the scenes here. Just the way he acted towards the drone, like he sees what's going on. And that's why he's diverting the drones away. Uh, Black Rackney is still after that Silverbolt D. All right. And Rattrap is <laughs> Rattrap invented Cybertronian Miracle Grow in this episode. <laughs> Miracle Grow. He really did. <laughs> <laughs> Rattrap's. When did Rattrap's mask have a squeegee? Like, is that one of those things that, <laughs> oh, it's only for this episode? Are we ever, ever used it again? No. Nah. His little wiper blade, yeah. I don't think he's ever been put in a position to, uh, to have like the wiper blade. Oh, you know what I mean? Like I don't think there's ever been any liquid to get on it. And what the hell is with that weird scream sound that Black Rackney made when she jumped off the building towards Thrust? Dude, uh, was that like like I I don't know if I had a note for that or not, but like the weird grunting sounds with like when Black Arachne and Thrust were like, you know, when she was running and he was chasing her, <laughs> I was like, I probably could have done without all that, you know. <laughs> and um, who would have thought that the whole time that Thrust was Waspinator? I mean, us. We watched it like four times he already. Was, he was too cool. He was too cool. cool. And um, I think... (laughs) Shut up. Shut up, Tyler. I think the proto-humans look way worse in this episode than they ever did in Beast Wars. Like, just some of the details on... Oh, okay. I was was like, like, proto-humans, but then I forgot that 10-second scene. Yeah. And... um, They gave one of them bangs... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was like clipping through part of his forehead too. Just no. <laughs> what? There are no Cybertronian. There's no trick chicks on Cybertron that we've seen so far, other than Black Ragnar. So I don't understand what you know why Waspinator even said that. Chicks dig brooding loner bit. Because Waspinator has come in contact with females before. Dalton, listen. I'm gonna give you a quick lesson. Oh my god! When you up. leave the house, oh <laughs> when you leave the house, Can we kick emails him, out and about. <laughs> and, uh, even when for Silverbolt's first, or when Jetstorm is first affected by the catalyst, he's just his actions while he's reawakening is still as corny as ever. Just the flamboyant like spinning or whatever <laughs> and uh when the monkey's away the cat will play cheater coming up with his ideas god Dalton 
<laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it, it, it gotta love Silverbolt being the stereotypical melodramatic hero, just Bruh. you know, tipping that fedora on the lady. And I, I, I cannot kinda... wait for when Botanica comes up, when Botanica shows up in the show, and I can finally make that toss salad joke. Oh God! <laughs> I that's a good one. one. That's a that, Dalton. That should have been one. What Dalton? Save it for later. I'm sure Tyler will let you have it. I think Tyler will let you have that note. Write it down. Write it down in your, in your football notebook. <laughs> I already got it. Uh, I kind of like the idea of Silverbolt and Jet, or not, of Jetstorm and Thrust not having any memory of what just happened when they woke up. Like, just that transition of the effects on their spark. And uh, I do kind of like the transition between, you know, the vines coming out of the building going straight to Megatron's control cables. That one I thought was a pretty good... Just the the color palette swap. I liked how the vines were traveling at light speed. (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) And uh, it's it's awesome to... Yeah. (laughs) It's awesome to see that Tankor is actually the one controlling, you know, pulling the strings in this scenario. Bro, Dalton was like, yeah, shut up. (laughs) It's Tankor. Tank Ox? <laughs> Rainforest. <laughs> and that's it. All right. All right, Mike, you got any show notes? To, that's a tough I, one to follow up, Mike. You better make it count. Well, in that yeah, case, whatever. I do not because I've been too busy with my you know, Facebook account all day. So. I'll oh pass God. on to uh, Tyler. Oh, Tyler, you go ahead and take care of that, buddy. Just take a picture of half your license or something. They don't even need the the address or nothing. They just need to know you have photo ID. I can't even go back and uh, do that now. I have to to wait till their decision comes through or whatever they say. They're going to come back and say, look, we can't take a picture of you in front of a fat-ass restaurant. You need to send us a picture of this. So so no pictures at the corral then. Boy, I say, boy. I don't really got many notes, man. Dalton pretty much ran through the entire episode for all of us. I mean, right. the only thing I will say, <clears throat> the only thing I will say, is something that I that didn't really quite hit right until this episode. And it's not like a, not like a this episode is special or anything, but it's just something that dawned on me while I was uh, watching this. Is just how like really pleasing the color palette is um, across the entire show. I love the cell shaded um, animation, and it just really reminded me of that like 2000s PS2 graphics. Have you ever played Sly Cooper and the Thievius Raccoonus? Anyone? Mm-mm. Nope. Wow, y'all suck. Y'all just got indie, y'all just got playing bullshit. You're on. Y'all just started playing as soon as Xbox 360 came out, huh? I mean, like I played like Crash Bandicoot and. Crash. Crash uh, Bandicoot. Time, what was that game? Time Splitters Two. It was like it's like specifically number two. two. And uh, then it was just Xbox, and it was just Halo and, and Halo and Assassin's Creed Forever. Oh man, so. PS Two was my jam back in the day. Actually, I have the uh, 
Transformers Armada game for PS2. That was yeah. Uh, yeah see, I didn't. I didn't play shit. Like I, I had a decent personality as a child, and I didn't have to <laughs> mask it with shitty video games. You were saying. I'll have you know that my video game collection was almost as big as my dick, and women came from all around the land to see it. My video True. game collection, not my dick. Oh, <laughs> Should I say my uh, dick? Don't <laughs> forget to water that dick. Women came from all around the land to come sit on my dick. Anyway. Um, no, man, it just reminded me of like that kind of stuff. And like Borderlands. I'm a huge fan of Borderlands, and it's like... I don't know. It was just really, really pleasing um, to watch that animation again, and just kind of dawned on me. But other than that, I mean, it's your typical episode. I find I find it really interesting how Primal's voice gets softer further into Beast Machines, and Megatron's voice gets like harsher and deeper the further you get into Beast Machines. Because like in Beast Wars, he's kind of like he is, he's a cartoon character, right? Megatron. So yes, and I'm going to slaughter the maximals today. Yeah, that, Ooh, that, yes, that mustache twirling villain. And then <laughs> my episode device, my plot device. Right, and then in Beast Machines, he's just cold, calculated, poker face all day long. The machine. <laughs> all right, Dalton, fuck me. We need a leader class, door. and I don't know about leader class, but I would. Definitely take a Voyager class, like something bigger than I mean, like th- that generation's deluxe. I feel works uh, well we in the old Beast Machine scale. It trash. That's a mega, but yeah, it's trash. Um, but uh, some something that's that's big and accurate, not just accurate and small, or accurate and medium, or big and inaccurate. Um, we're kind of like all around the box there uh, for Tank War, unfortunately. Tyler, you got any more? No, nah, man, that's it. Dalton took all the all the haymakers. Yes, yeah, he Not probably did. A Candace, jabs. What you uh, what you got? I I didn't watch it. Shocking, I know. A, wow. No, sorry. Wow. <laughs> man, <laughs> gonna gonna be writing some pretty stern worded end of the year reviews for uh, <laughs> like no one's getting a pay promotion. Someone's art page is getting a one-star review. (laughs) No one's going to (laughs) notice. All right. That's a note. Uh, I find it true to form that Optimus was throwing shade at a funeral for his best friend to his best friend. Um, Also true to form, Black Arachnia makes the funeral about her. Uh, Optimus does the one thing Tank Ox was actively against when uh, he was perceived to have perished by like planting seeds and shit. I'm going to do this stuff in my friend's memory, even though he doesn't go by this name anymore. Dude, that is religion, though. Like, that is religion to a T. Easy, easy, easy. Tell me I'm wrong. You're wrong. you can like if 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 you if you have a living will, you're definitely wrong. But if you're too dumb to have a living will, then you're just gonna deal with whatever your loved ones uh, want to do. Dog, do you pray for so, me, Tyler? We're not gonna. Yeah, actually, daily. See, one of these days you'll come around. <laughs> uh, where was that? You, you primal. I like how Storm was mostly worried about the assets. Um, like I want his drones. 
<laughs> like immediately. Like I like where Jetstorm Zed was in that whole game. <laughs> Uh, the key to Vector Sigma by Roxon Oil. The way he was talking about like destroying all plant life, I was like, "Yep, that's a uh, that's some real uh, British petroleum shit that he was on." Um, we find out that ancient Cybertronian systems were indeed running on Windows ninety eight screensavers, and uh, naturally, Rat Trap would be excited about the increased growth potential. End quote. Uh. This episode is brought to you by Organic Extends. It's a penis enlargement pill. Imagine, <laughs> imagine the disappointment in Black Arachnia's loins when she found out Thrust was Waspinator. Just uh, not she a dried up. What was it she said? What was it she said in the first episode when that web, when her web was drying up, she couldn't make no more? Wasn't her butt chafing or something? That's what I imagine happened. Did the she same say time. she was chafing? Uh, yeah, it was something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I vaguely remember it, but it's been so long. It's been, it's been how many months has it been since we watched that first episode? What was that back in April? I can't remember stuff that far back, man. It's it's just not happening. Not 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 thirty minutes on a Wednesday, you know. Um, yeah. I like how they were cleaning up the timeline one prehistoric catapult at a time. And uh, heroic theme when the big reveal happened. And uh, Rhinox was playing chess to Megatron's checkers, or so we think. Or so we think. Good for show notes. Okay. Good. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh. <laughs> over there. I said, talk amongst yourselves, Dalton. God, just, just go. I, I don't know what you want me to say. Certainly, that little motor's got to be going. Just, you know, I don't know, man. How was your day? Day was uh, fine, but my stream yard is like completely frozen up. I can't see what's going on on the screen. That's okay. You don't need really? To is it because I'm trying to screen share? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's definitely because I'm trying to screen share. Check us out on social media, is it back? everybody. Facebook.com no, slash Beast Wars, Twitter.com slash Stasis Lockcast, Stasis Lock Podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out our Facebook group, the Beast Wars Society. We've been getting a whole huge influx of members being suggested by Facebook, which is a huge plus for us. Thank you very much, Facebook, for not only suggesting our group, but locking out that terrorist mic. <laughs> That's okay, I'm back. <laughs> But well, yeah, come come hang with us. Come hang with the Beastie then. Boys in the Beast Wars Society. Uh, and girl. Thank you. And, and girl. <laughs> sorry. Come hang with the Beastie people there we in go. the Beast Wars Society. We got fedoras and a whole bunch of neckbeards for everyone. Dalton, take it away. Well, it's Did like I say terrorist? I'm a pterosaur. My bad. That's true. This week we uh we got some more we got we got a double dosage helping of artwork from our friend Ghost Lord Peter. And uh this is the character card artwork for Dalton. Uh which he named a different character, but we'll get to whenever I get um like obviously the character wasn't Dalton. It Dalton says in Milet. Oh my god. He says in Milet. <laughs> Don't even, don't even. Bother. I try. Don't I typed "Let Me In." I don't know why. 
just keeps flipping everything uh-huh. around. Wow. I, you know what, man? You know what? StreamYard is it's garbage. Because on it's phones. like a mirror. It's a mirror. It's a mirror. I've <laughs> never had a problem with it on my phone. Like, not even once. That's nice. Any Hauser. Dalton, we're on your character. It's very, <laughs> very Tiger Hawk color scheme, which I like. I'm a big fan of it. Claw Strike. Tyler, you want to read this one? Yeah, pull it up. Oh, God, What's I up? can't read it. That's what she said. <laughs> it's all like pixelated. <laughs> well, let me. Oh, man, I the can't. Right Hang on. Yeah, I'll it. read it. Fine. I'll read it. All right, go ahead, Mike. In the field, Claw Strike is an expert assassin. He possesses the speed and power to take out the most heavily armored foes before they even realize they've been attacked. However, at the makeshift base, his terrible jokes slay his teammates. Oh, are they so true? So true. Do you read the function? Uh, I can't see the function because oh. the uh, stasis is lock combat, combat squad. squad assassin. Assassin. Oh no! It's... This motherfucker got a ten in firepower and still only got a six in courage. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, that. like, I wondered. I, I wish, like, times like this, I wish there was a communication uh, on the range. Eight point five speed. Yeah, in his left hand. <laughs> 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 Woo! <laughs> Go birds! <laughs> Shut up, me head. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, give him, I'll give him some time to some time to cool ooh, off. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm good. And uh, this is this is angry Micatron here. I know, dude. We were we were trying to figure out like everything. Like everybody in the group chat was trying to ambush uh, Mike's character card. But this is the artwork for the character card. Um, and I like the colors, man. Like again, the, the colors here, like they don't remind me of anything else in particular. But I just like the way it all. Like it's very ocean colors, which makes sense with it being a pink. Kind of reminds me of Tigatron. I mean, because Mike's a dick. That I am. <laughs> we gotta ask Facebook. We gotta ask Mark Zuckerberg what he thinks about Tigatron. <laughs> Dude, he'll give us no, some like, ro- robotic response, like response. Just, just like uh, the white and the turquoise, the off green, like error. Zuckerbot cannot compute. <laughs> That's just what it's gonna be. Increase oh, water intake. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I don't know. Anyways, here's uh here's Mike's card. Let's see. Strength of five. You weak. You got, you got weak on. I'm old. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm missing two and a half. Bro, firepower 4.0. Uh, soldiers not marching like they used to, Mike? Nope, he needs a little blue pill. Oh, wow. That's why he's angry. There. Bro, that's a third blue pill. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh. Function oh, is Stasis Lock Combat Squad Engineer. How's Angry Mike our engineer? Uh, works tirelessly, reinforcing the makeshift base with new defenses and weapons. He also upgrades the rest of the team's armor and weaponry as often as he can. Back on Cybertron, he was the best in the engineering field. The recreation and scale and sale of his works were the focus of his constant anger. He'd give anything for that to be his only issue now. <laughs> no shit. Bro, Mike, he said he said you made Damn. your party product. 
I made what? You made third party products. That's what happened. Yeah, probably so. Are we? Are we sure that intelligence is an eight point oh? Yeah. Yep. That's that's what my eyes are seeing. It's uh, it's, it comes with age. I hear. Even Boomer. skill. Oh. Even skill. Ten. Bam. Yeah, that's third party skill though. Ah! <laughs> that's so not uh, five. It's oh man, while this while this third party hate, <clears throat> we gotta get Tom in here, man. Tom's gonna be a meerkat. Crowd sex custom. Is that really? Is that is that really the animal that he chose? Was a meerkat? I don't either that or a skink. A skink? Is that like a meerkat? Like a skunk a meek? What the? No, it's it's a, a lizard. Oh, okay. I don't know what a skink is. Oh, okay. It's making a joke. Never mind. I want to Well, Tyler, you're the only one that's ever seen Tom in person. Should jerk each other off, too, when y'all met? (laughs) Yeah, he became tattoo ink from his needle. (laughs) That's gross. Here's a character shot, the group shot of everyone uh, so far. Without Mike. Where's the next picture? Nice though. I don't know. Okay. This was. I really like how that's turning uh, out. Prior to. This was sent prior to. uh, Prior to getting the mic artwork, but like, uh, look at the scales on a, on on Megamus's design right there. Sweet. Uh, Yeah, I think I think those are looking good. Like I zoomed in on them on uh, on my phone. And uh, pretty sharp looking, no pun intended. <laughs> now into the news. Don't forget to bring your masterpiece cheetor to Pete's Robocon in June, fifth through sixth, in Louisville, Kentucky, uh, for an epic galloping gyroscopic gathering of the most open cheetor. I still messed it up. Uh, bring your <laughs> bring your masterpiece cheetors to uh, Pete's Robocon in June. Uh, we're gonna take a big picture with all the Cheetors. It's gonna be pretty ultra gear, and Dalton's gonna be dead center. He's gonna be the, the focal point. We're just gonna put beast mode Cheetors all over Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> naked be body. It's gonna be Dalton's naked body that we're gonna be photographing all of our Cheetors. No, the, ma- the mama Cheetor. Give me the mama. They're all be sucking on his nipples. My Cheetor is gonna be. Oh my god! Stop! Just shut up, Mike. Bro, we will never, ever, ever get flagged for children ever. I could, what did Mike say? I didn't hear him. Something about sucking on Dalton. Oh, okay. No, yeah, we're good. <laughs> so, uh, some more stuff from Transform Element. Uh, I guess it's good that Tyler cut out like just at that opportune time. Um, nipples. <laughs> so, uh, oh man, I see headlights. I see headlights, and I'm getting excited. I'm getting excited. It'll be your neighbor. Ooh, you know what? Another, what? Another, what? Another what? Another headlights? Uh, yeah, it was just a civilian vehicle. Anyways, I see what you did there, Dalton, because we're talking about the Transform Element Black Arachnia. Which, by the way, for all of our audio listeners, we have links to uh, where these pictures are posted uh, to our Facebook page. If you uh, give them a look. So, uh, this is from what's this dude's name? Dodo or something like that. Tyler, yeah, you shared so. it? Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't know. And, uh, Great community outreach. Yeah, definitely. 
Yep. Uh, so, anyways, no, the, the how the transform element black arachnia with the Takara Generations Rhinox, and it's looking good. I like the uh, the spinny propellers here. I think all of our pictures are from this dude. Uh, actually, all of our news images, or most of them, at least. Look at these tiny little rat trap guns, man. So <laughs> awesome. No, release it already. For real. <laughs> look, look. Ball joint and a cut swivel in the thigh right there. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Ankle rocker. Yeah, first, I don't know what need, ben. Looks Mike. like there's going to be some back and forth in the ankle as well. Mike, I'm going oh. to buy this third party shit to shove up your fucking ass, bro. <laughs> Like this will oh. be the highest class thing that will ever enter your anus. Oh my God. I don't know. I don't know. I know a lot of things that have gone inside that anus. This is, mm. this is turning into an episode of South Park with yeah. retro beast mode. I like that callback. I don't know how I feel about these little guns, though, man. I just don't like. I mean, which is such a minuscule nitpick, no pun intended, but uh. I don't know. I don't Maybe think I don't better. think they're all going to be the small ones. I think he's going to have a bigger gun. I think going kind of like how he used on the show, in dual wield. I got gotcha. you. Because that one in his right hand looks like the the little weld gun that he used when he was repairing the ship in that one episode with the, the yeah. Hard the one, and, and you know, now that you're saying something about the one in his left hand, does look more like his kind of traditional blaster, anyways. Yeah. So. I think I'm good. Nah, I may be good with it. I don't know. I'm actually, dude, I'm, I'm way more excited for the Rat Trap than I am the Black Aragne, and I guess it's because the Masterpiece minute, um, like, any day now, dude should be right around the corner. Uh, or lady. It's a, it's a unisex job. Uh, yeah. But yeah, this is, this is what I was talking about with the back and forth on the ankle right there. Awesome. So, this, uh, I like this, and I think... I think that like like Rhinox scales well with the vintage stuff. Like like it's 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 really weird, you know? Like I think if you had like vintage Tigatron Generations Rhinox and then you grabbed this rat trap, you would be uh, in the makings of uh an in scale like uh, beast horse shelf. But as far as like proper scale, I really don't know like I still think these scale better with vintage or chug than uh I definitely think else. they scale better with chug. But let's get one thing out of the way right now. Generations Rhinox is not masterpiece scaled. Oh, absolutely not. No. I don't care who you are. Generations Rat Trap is not masterpiece scaled. He's pretty close. Like he's but he's not. Very close. Arguably. You can be as close as you want, but if you're not, you're not. He's not masterpiece aesthetic, not by any means. But he's definitely masterpiece scale. This looks fantastic, though. I wonder if yeah, that head moves side to side. Like, I wonder if that's a joint cut for side to side movement. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> or it might be a cut for like shoulders to settle in the head. That's that's probable too. And I also like how it it cleans up underneath here. Like on the generations one, it was all just open robot arm bits and things like that. Um, which I mean, again, that was a great toy as well. But. Hmm. Uh, I'm curious where the tail's gonna go on the uh, robot mode because there's no spring gimmick to put it on the back, and it doesn't look like there's any room for it to like fold up, right? It, I mean, it looks like it kind of folds. Up. It's it's hard because we don't see we don't see how this 
back. Like to see the way it's curved, I think it'll fold up against his back, but I don't know how far in that backpack goes. And it could be a double hinge back here that lifts up that we're just not yeah. seeing. That's uh, true. In these pictures. But yeah, it definitely looks like those two cuts in the head. Stand right there. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So, <laughs> moving right along, speaking of Masterpiece Black Arachnia, uh, these photos are amazing. Yeah, Fantastic. So, that's her using the spider accessory. Chris got his, and he said the ball joints on these spider arms are a little loose, and it looks like this person has them kind of swiveled up like this to where they would like hit the stoppers at the bottom. Mm-hmm. So she can mm-hmm. have that stand-up spider pose. No, I Again, think that's right what you're here. supposed to do. I think they're supposed to be up like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought they would have been more like parallel with the body, and not uh, not perpendicular to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm never going to display this thing in in spider mode anyway. So this is where I'm going to display oh, it in wow. this fucking. I'm gonna have one in spider mode. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, man, just, just this this keep is your boots out of there. Really the the spinning kick thing from uh, mm-hmm. whatever that episode was. It was the one with the Cheetah probe the thing. The probe. Okay. Uh, it was either that. That was the probe. It was either the probe or um, uh, the one where Rat Trap turned uh, turncoat when he went to the Predacons. Oh, uh, yeah. But Pterosaur. Press, press F in the chat if you uh, forget episode names. <clears throat> and there she is, uh, taking out Prime. Again, I'll link these pictures, too, in the description for the video or the, the uh, audio. It uses both. Uh, this person, however, forgot to flip this waist piece around. Seems to be a common Chris? mistake. Had to have been. I always knew Chris took really good pictures. If you're looking for a tutorial on how to take things apart, you can always check out Nerd Out. (laughs) Did they actually do a tutorial? No. Because I don't know if they did it. Okay. I'm just making a joke because of the (laughs) Tudor bit. Relax. Nerd Out's cool. Fucking don't go around and talk shit. It's not school. Right. You know it's going to (laughs) happen. This is a picture I really like. I like how they kind of. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm sure it was just this. photography right but uh where it looks like the, the tail shield is kind of like mid-spin there yeah. From, uh, yeah. kind of cool. um, unless they had a slow motion camera and just got a freeze frame i really uh that's that may be or high maybe speed not whatever they're called. yeah i think that's probably like maybe that's wishful i don't know you could be right though dog these are super clean pics and uh here she is snuggling up the old megatron Again, mistransformed abdomen, but it's okay. Is it trying though? to focus on too much? Uh, yeah, that now that's all I can see. Out. What the uh, spider <laughs> eyes and yeah, where, where her man. belly button's supposed to be? Yeah, an eighteen looks like spider. She, looks like if she she could have a staring contest between her tits. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> All right, and our last piece of news is uh, this uh, 
Masterpiece Megatron accessory pack that we took a look at last week, I think. Last week or the week before last. Uh, cutoff date for the orders is November 30th. It is going to be a TFSafari.com exclusive. Uh, I don't, so far. So hang on. I don't know if it's actually going to be a TF Safari exclusive. They're just the only ones with pre orders up. That's what I gather from the conversation I had with this person. Shout right. out to and, Nicholas J. Angus, though. That, that dude's steady been putting in some some uh, good content in the Beast Wars Society group. But that's right. I think this is only for the TF Safari website itself. That's the cutoff date. I don't well, know about anywhere else. Having having like ordered from TF Safari once and just kind of seeing how they, they do stuff and they list stuff, like typically like they'll get kits that are uh, different from um like like that other major retailers won't carry. Like uh, a lot of the it's called Tim Hedda. That it's a dude that he does like a bunch of like siege kits, but um he's located in China and he prints them all off. It's I don't know if it's 3D print or if it's he actually cast a mold. I really don't know the specifics, but I grabbed one of them, but like TF Safari was the only one that would carry them. And then I think this may be one of those instances where it's like custom made something and would normally have maybe sold it on Taobao. Uh, painted or unpainted or, or whatever, and TF Safari just picked up uh, an order to to put in uh, to have them made because like, I, I know that's kind of like their mo. And they ship from China and it takes a while to get it in the U.S. But welcome to shipping from other countries. Um, I know like I've I've seen some people in various Facebook groups asking like you know how how much on the up and up is TF Safari, <clears throat> and they've always like I mean. Like I said, the one time I got stuff, yeah, it took forever, but it still got here. So it was fine. But in the meantime, like this, this appears to be like it as far as like getting this upgrade kit. <laughs> so is anyone in on this? Are they getting? I didn't even look and see what the price was on it, to tell you the truth. <clears throat> I'm thinking about I haven't it. Either. I don't know. I don't think so. How are you thinking about it, Mike? Yeah, I mean, it's. I, I like the missile on it to go in the mouth. Um, yeah, you do like that missile <laughs> in the mouth, don't you? Yeah, the, the deke. <laughs> and, uh, the deke. I mean, I'm, I, I kind of really like the back they did, too. It looks pretty cool. But, I mean, because, I mean, I don't know if I'll even, when I'll ever even retransform mine back to beast mode. I'm I mean, kind of in the same it? boat. My thing is, like, even though I've got one for Robot and one for Beast, like, I still don't, uh, you know, like, I, I still don't like it when, when Transformers can't transform, like, regardless, you know? Like, I can, I can go to one for either mode, you know? It's, but it's like parts forming at this point. You're just putting some parts in the box and swapping it out for other parts that look aesthetically better. Yeah, or, I mean, you can put them on that stand, too, which is still an option. Like, granted, I don't know if I would have them on the stand like it's pictured here. Uh, I, like, I think if I were to get it and swap them out, I would put the sh- like the actual backpack in the backpack configuration on the stand like that. Yeah, yeah. But, um... Mm-hmm. Candace, what about you? I'm considering it, but I would like to know the price. Does, uh... Oh. There's oh, a link no, nobody, right there. Nobody on the panel has a uh, smartphone. I'm on the job. Don't mm-hmm. worry, I got you. <laughs> but like, even even like, I mean, technically, like Megatron as he is is a 
could be a parts former, even though everything transforms properly. While Tyler's looking that up, um, I like. I still don't like that the concept of like pieces having to be removed to get to one mode or the other. Like I, I just, I don't dig it. It's not something I'm a I'm a fan of. It's Beast Wars. Something I, I might I might want. <laughs> Gotta have it. Don't care. It's Beast Gotta Wars. Have it. <laughs> Come on, Dakota. see Hasbro. Hasbro, <laughs> uh, if you're listening, that's how we operate. Oh, it's Beast Wars. <laughs> Must own. Except for Cyberverse or the bad Cyberverse. If they do like some of the good Cyberverse, then we'll pick up some of that good Cyberverse stuff. Who got some of that? Tyler, good you found it yet? No, not it doesn't, yet. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. AVW beat you to it. Yeah, yeah he said forty nine ninety nine. Yeah, fifty bucks for the kids. So hard pass. Fifty bucks. Oh, such an elitist. But I'm not gonna be able to have it by the cutoff date. So. That's, that's fair, because they got a uh, boy. That's because yeah. you broke. Uh, yeah, <laughs> no, it really is. He's got to pay me. Uh, He's got to pay me. Oh, you can get different options. That's cool. You can get the yeah. Uh, so the small B-A-S-O rack is BASO one small or BASO B big. BSO. You down with the OPP? Yeah, you know me. That's not for news. I get that reference. Not for fifty bucks. I wish uh, Dalton sent a uh, a picture that I think we were more or less most of us were supposed to have our black arachnias, and uh, we didn't get to utilize it. Well, you can use it next week because even then, I still won't have it. No, you'll have it by the weekend. If it's in Cincinnati now, you'll have it by the weekend. Even though it says uh, Thursday on the. On Amazon, does it does it say Thursday of next week? Yeah, because Amazon, like on Amazon, mine says it'll be here Friday, but like the courier still del- like clearly has it. And if they don't, I'm gonna go up there and break in and start digging through trucks to uh, make sure that I get mine. Oh, oh so. man, <laughs> I feel like tomorrow is Thanksgiving. They're probably not even working. They're gonna fuck you, dude. Yeah, no, nah, they're they're. They're driving with. I can't remember if if it was Dinobot or Big Convoy, but they showed up late one night. I think they run to like eight p.m. or until wow. the truck's empty. Uh, like they they put in long hours. Uh, DHL yeah, probably sounds like a terrible place to work for. But uh, they're doing a good job getting our stuff to us cheap within like a three to five day window. So can't mm-hmm. complain about that. <clears throat> so our topics for the night. Uh, the first one is what makes a compelling story to you and Tyler, like we'd kind of exchanged some words, uh, that regarded story earlier, although I don't really think this is more or less, uh, directly involved in it, but, uh, what makes a compelling story to you? Is it action overarching character development, a point of view of uh, real world issues woven into it or, you know, et cetera. So Mike, what makes a compelling story? Not the uh, real world issues. I don't like that. Um, <laughs> Keep man. all that news out of my beast horse. Yeah, I, yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started. Do not get me started on <laughs> real world issues. We'll be here all damn night long. Um, I mean, story. <clears throat> you know, fiction story. I like um, character development stuff of that nature, but. Keep that real world shit out of my business. 
Man, damn it, you pissed me off tonight already. <laughs> There's our angry mic moment. Jesus Christ, I'm so mad right now. I can't stand. <laughs> I, you watch rip from the headlines. No, don't rip it from the headlines. Make up your own shit. Don't come in here. Oh, <laughs> this superstar here, they were they were so-called raped, and we're gonna make a big story about it. I don't care. I don't make up your own shit. Unoriginal bastards. Was that ever put in the stories, though? It is for you, it was. <laughs> okay. Wait a second. What Transformers con uh, comic was somebody raped? I don't I think that's... Yeah. He's make, trying I mean, to make an example. Of... General, general responses are fine, I feel. Like okay, so okay, so you don't like it when people take inspiration from real world events, nope, you want them to make them up fictitiously. Exactly. I can see part of me definitely understands that, just because like I am, I'm reading uh, a comic book or watching a show to get rid, like not get rid, but to get away from that uh, everyday life. Um, you know, stuff that you either see scrolling on Facebook or doing this or doing that. But also the, uh, you know, the social observer in me likes to kind of look that stuff over, you know, like, like just to, just to kind of get a different perspective. Um, like, it, but it, it's gotta be well done. Like if it's too on the nose then it ruins it. Like if, if I feel like if the bigger picture suffers for it, then I'm just not about it. Um, but if it's something that's kind of nonchalant thrown in, I think I'm, I'm typically like, I'm typically fine with it. Like, I mean, and, and a perfect example is, and probably always will be X-Men just because like when X-Men started and what the inspiration behind X-Men was, uh, with the civil rights movement and Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and, uh, how those two, uh, players really played a big role in different ways and had different, you know, ideals. But the, the way that, that those kind of like, I don't want to say characteristics of those two individuals were kind of like woven in with Charles Xavier and Magneto, um, you know, and it became like, you know, mutant civil rights. Um, you know, like I, I, I feel like that, like, and that's, that's what X-Men has always been about. And I feel like it makes for a very compelling story. Like as a big X Men fan, uh, that's kind of my jam. So, but anyways, I, I digress. So, Mike, you're you're basically you're just in it for some action. I declare some fiction action. I do declare. Fiction, uh, <laughs> Mike reads. Mike reads hentai. Um, <clears throat> Candace, what about you? What makes a compelling story? Uh, probably uh, some action. I need some adventure and character development. I think some movies that come to mind are like Lord of the Rings. I like that kind of underdog kind of story. But um, uh, in comedy, I need some. I need to laugh a little bit. You know, character um, development is actually really important for me too. Marvel movies. You're a big fan of Marvel movies. <laughs> I, I like the Marvel, well. but I also like the the fantasy. You know. Tell a story. It's a nice long story that has a lot of good things going on. I like my mind to be focused on, you know, intellectual things, goings on and whatnot. 
Right. I hear you. Real quick, a uh, shout out to Nick Bramery. Popped in the chat just to say uh, happy Thanksgiving and thanks for all the love this year. Uh, man, we love you, Nick, uh, and all of our other fellow brethren over at the MPSP Theater. Uh, thanks for stopping yeah, by, man. dude. Um, happy Thanksgiving, man. So, and ha- yeah, absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. Mine was in October, so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the like the freedom Thanksgiving. So that's more important, anyways. Oh, yeah. but, uh, that's true. Uh, what 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 uh, what do Canadians give thanks for, Tyler? Did you also learn how to grow corn and steel land? I didn't think so. To <laughs> 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 learn how to get warm. <laughs> Hardy, hardy. So, um, okay. So, like a little bit of all of it. Then, like, how how much do you care about real world issues, uh, Candace? Oh, that um, uh, like, that depends on how it's used. It's yeah. it's not really that big of a deal to me. I I do prefer to forget about real life while I'm watching something, but uh, it's okay if it throws it in there for some kind of reference or a joke or something if it's reasonable. Yeah, but not the whole aspect of a show. No, not the whole thing. No. Okay. I don't need the whole thing. <laughs> dude, Mike's in here, like, preaching his good word. <laughs> all of that, happy Thanksgiving to you too, dude. This is, after all, the stasis lock, uh, even oh, the Canada stasis lock uh, Thanksgiving special. Just yep. got to deal with it. <laughs> happy Thanksgiving. Tyler, what about you, man? I'm different, man. Like, I look, I'm I'm all for a good story, a good gripping story, but, like, like okay, so Jed's in the chat. He said Beast War and Peace. Obviously a joke, probably a reference to some really well written fucking that's War and Peace, right? Yeah. <laughs> a really well written story, right? He so we used to do a show called Back and Forth, and he gave me this movie called The Prestige, which everyone for some reason fucking loves that movie because it's so well done. It's so well written. It's such an amazing story. And I fucking hated it. It was such a shit fucking movie, and it's not even like it's not, like it was. It was written. Hang on, well, hang on, hang hate- on. Hold the phone. Tyler hates shit that other people enjoy. Stop the I'm fucking so presses. Surprised. Look, my my thing. Look, my thing is. I like that I like action. I like action. Yeah. You want me? You want me to keep going? Yeah, keep going. I want to know. Preach your brother. Preach it. Like I like, I like action. I like the stunts to be believable, but yet still spectacular. I'm perfectly fine with a movie like like Pacific Rim, where it's all about the spectacle of a giant mech and a giant monster. I don't have to cry when my super duper with his underpants on the outside cries because he's holding his shield for the 1500th time. You know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about that. Nobody cares. No one in real life cares. The only the ones that read those fucking books, man. Nobody else gives a shit. Everybody, everybody gave a shit. Like, okay, like, so the one objectively, objectively, you're 100% wrong. Hammer. Objectively, super duper. He's a you are, more god. You are 100% wrong. You're 1000% wrong. And it's out of here, man. Like, objectively, you're you're just you're wrong. Like, look, I guess you're gonna go, make you a fucking Kratos book, okay? You didn't, the, you didn't, Kratos is gonna be part of the Marvel universe, and then well. He's he's owned by Sony, so probably not. And then not. Jesus is um, going to have his own comic spinoff because Jesus okay. is going to be a Marvel character. Like, listen, Jesus is already a Marvel character. Look at Ted. So. Look at Ted in the chat. Yeah, 
What Ted say? He got that oh, delivery man, bro. Did Ted? Did the, did the delivery man just show up? Because like, let me tell you, my like my delivery my delivery man and or woman don't pull up. I don't discriminate. Uh, someone's getting a gun to the mouth on Friday. Um, <laughs> no, when, it, when it comes to when it comes to like a good story, when it for me, it has to entertain me. And like, sure, the like it has to be gripping and it has to be written well enough. But I'm one of those people that I can fill plot holes with imagination. I grew up in just, the 90s. After you just said, no, I'm going to take it back. After you just said that, like, Captain America throwing Thor's hammer and having it return okay, to him okay, didn't, give the, thing, didn't give you goosebumps? Didn't give you fucking goosebumps? Bro. I can understand that. I didn't even watch the fucking movie. I got all the spoilers from, like, a 17-minute video on CinemaSense. Fuck the Marvel movies. I don't give a shit. No, what I'm saying is... If you can do that for the Marvel movies, you can do it for the Transformers movies. You can do it for Pacific Rim. You can do it for Godzilla. You can do it for a bunch of different movies that should be held to the same fucking standard. If you can fill in potholes, that's rude. That's rude. But it's true. That's rude. For the audio, for the audio listeners, about ten seconds ago, I put "Wow, Tyler, you trash" up on the, uh, the screen. Yeah, I just want everyone I don't to. Know. Fully encompassed. Uh, I don't know, man. <clears throat> anyway, yeah. And as far as like real life events being part of stories, like I don't, I don't really care for it. If there's an agenda that's clearly being pushed and it's just sloppy writing, then it's like, oh, we're gonna be feminists in this movie, or oh, stop hate, or you know what I mean. Like then that's that's just shitty writing. And you know what I mean. Or when you change a character's gender for no reason, completely unexplained, just because. Because it, it's time. Just because. Like, get, yeah, uh, just get, because. What, like, what is it? Get woke, go broke? Trash. Yeah, that's trash. <laughs> I've seen that pop up way too much in my timeline uh, the last like two weeks. I kind of fired these topics tonight, and I was like, huh, I wonder. Yeah, Dalton, what about you? What, what constitutes a good story? Well, I, I want to keep real life events, you know, like real life like political and environmental events out of it i go watch a movie to get away from that That, that's the whole point of it is to escape reality but it has to be real with wow now's the point where my mouth stops working (laughs) it has to be well written and have good character development as well as having the good action like there's so many factors that go into it just keep the real world stuff out of it have good yeah. writing, good character development, good action, and I'm happy. That's why I don't like the Michael Bay Transformers movies. Is it has none of that. It only has one of those aspects. You can't tell me the Michael Bay uh, films didn't have good action. That's literally what they were. We're just nonstop. Well, okay. Yeah, no, no good writing and no good character development, but it's just action and. Hey, what, what is your basis for that? character development. What, do what you is mean? your basis like, for that? No, Bumblebee was yeah. trash. What is your basis for that? Well, as far uh, as character Dalton? development, he had tons of it. He's had <laughs> fucking character development through the entire thing. That's they just, exactly. Oh no, they still didn't give him a voice, did they? They still went with the, went with the same gimmick. They just changed him to a fucking VW bug, so the G1 fanboys and the forty year olds in the theaters could come, and then. <laughs> You know, like, it's not good character development. Right? Got better likeness to a character you used to love. 
Like, if you swap Bumblebee with Optimus Primal in the Bumblebee movie, would you say that the Bumblebee movie had good Optimus Primal character development? Because the only thing that that fucking movie had was Bumblebee likeness. <laughs> that said, Bumblebee had a lot of character development throughout. Uh, yeah, all sure. Of the Transformers a girl movies. in her car. Yeah, that girl was really well developed. In and that then, and then a boy, and then a boy in his car. Bumblebee swings both ways, and I think it's important that we uh, highlight these issues. Yeah, let's shit on Sam. Let's shit on Sam. Yo, Bro, I vote for like, Sam. Honestly, Sam honestly, the, the boy, the boy in his car is definitely Cade. Um, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I hated the Shia LaBeouf films. Anyway. Wasn't a fan. It was just I wasn't constant a fan of screaming. Yeah, like, like it's not to say like Shia LaBeouf is a bad guy, but I'm just not super. Uh, like, I wasn't super into his character in in those three movies. But uh, I you just, know, Cade Yeager. I could relate with Cade Yeager. I I, I guess so. Texas. Come I mean, on, man. He was Take a, an interest in science. He was an extremely shitty. He was extremely shitty father. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of father I would be. <laughs> who didn't do anything when he found out that his daughter was having a statutory relationship with an older man. Yep. He did not literally nothing. In the same yep. car. Could have that, was, that was... And you know what's, what's weird is like without all the human elements uh, Age of Extinction is like my favorite movie from the Transformers. Oh, I love, Age of Extinction I love is the best Age, one. Age of Extinction and The Last Night like in that like, order and then the other fall where they fall. Oh, dude, Lockdown, Lockdown was, awesome. was the greatest Transformers Bayverse villain all, of all of them, because he posed an actual threat until yeah. until Optimus Prime was all like Chinese words, and then like started slashing at him with a sword. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna ride dinosaurs now. Like, okay, we get it. But like that that kind of brings brings back to the point. Like the the live action Transformers movies were like action packed. That's all they were was just senseless, directionless action. And but in what way is that not enough? Why is it not enough? Because I mean, I'm Marvel not saying it's not it a different way. I'm not saying no, it's not Marvel. Marvel the, definitely the like to, to compare. Popular to compare, opinion. Marvel. Marvel does it in a superior way because, like, what I think Dalton was trying to get to, they add the elements of comedy and story, and like they, they try to tug on some heartstrings here and there. So and you know they they build they they put together this this big puzzle the big puzzle. Um, so let me break it down for you. One. Let me break it down for you as to why I believe that Transformers did not hit the same way as a Marvel movie would. And not just because it was shitty writing. I'll give you that. The writing was, you know, it wasn't great. It was fucking terrible in those Bay movies. But the reason, the reason why people hate those movies so much is because they want to have the same attachment to the Transformer characters as they do with Marvel characters. One that they'll never have because Marvel characters are humans. People you can relate to. People that you make those jokes that you make on the bus. People that, that understand the walking to work because they don't have a driver's license. Let me pause. Let me pause you. Let me pause for you. A four Let me pause you. Fucking job. Um, so you're saying that Transformers in, in like in all of the lore of this brand have not been also relatable to humans at any like No, at no, any no, no, no. I'm saying they are not as relatable as the Marvel characters are. Because the Marvel characters are humans, and the Transformers just act like humans. But they are not humans. They are alien, robotic machines that transform. But I think that's, that you the, that's cannot the relate to. That's the perspective that, that they've chosen to show them. They've chosen to show them from our perspective, right? Which is why like, I feel like, and it would never happen just because of the budget, um, if we got that full live-action 
no human element or very little human element in Transformers, uh, be it Beast Wars, right. be it, you know, vehicles, whatever, uh, that they would have more room to be able to do that because they're not constantly trying to show it from the our perspective. Instead, it w- we would be seeing it from from their perspective and how really like human they they definitely kind of are. But for a general um, audience, that doesn't hit. For fans yeah, of the I mean, franchise, they, they want their, absolutely yeah. that would hit. Well, that's, but that's for a thing, general audience even, that isn't invested, I, I'm gonna, they want their I'm perspective. Gonna, I, think, I think I'm going to disagree. I think for a general audience, if a general audience went and saw a movie with the you know the whole like the whole two hours whatever minutes of ILM just killing it on screen um you know with, with all these special effects and like like minimal you know organic interaction uh in there i think that would be uh significantly like i, I feel like i feel like general audience would want that more because it's like you'll get you'll get those humanity aspects from these characters and there's there's not a there's not another there's not a smaller perception to to kind of go at so, so, you know what oh, I mean? sorry go ahead dalton that's what I liked about the the Bumblebee movie is that, that first like five minutes where it's just all on Cybertron. You can see their personalities coming through. You know, they're actually soldiers in this war, not just robotic monsters. You know, no, 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 destroying no. cities. In five minutes, in five minutes, they had how many characters show up for five to ten seconds? And you're telling me that you can see these characters' personalities in those quick second quips? Absolutely not. I don't believe you. I feel like I feel like you could you could you could definitely like the ones that actually had some kind of a significant role, more or less. Like I I feel like Shockwave and Soundwave, but like any of the other ones, like Cliffjumper, didn't really get anything out of that. You know. I understand what you're saying, Dalton, and I feel like you could feel the personality because you already know and are invested in these characters. But to but a, a general, general audience, audience not, no. absolutely not. And let me okay, so let me let me relate it to something. Let me compare it to Pacific Rim, okay? Because I just had this conversation with uh, Josh Fisher from MPSP, uh, which you can check out on the Roma Collectors YouTube channel, uh, 9 p.m. Fridays. Uh, check them out; they're awesome. Um, I just had this conversation with Josh Fisher. The The difference between something like a Marvel movie and something like Pacific Rim or Transformers is the Marvel movie, the person you're there for is the superhero who is in, its, in himself a human, relatable character that you want to aspire to be, which is what Stan Lee has done. He's created these super characters that you want to aspire to be. Everyone wants to be amazing in life, right? The difference between that and something like Transformers, the movie, or Pacific Rim, or Godzilla, is the main stars of these movies are the giant robots. And the humans who we have to relate to are not spectacular. The spectacular characters in Pacific Rim are Gypsy Danger, are Crimson Typhoon and Striker Eureka. And in Transformers, it's Optimus Prime and Jazz and Bumblebee and Ironhide. You know what I mean? But when you remove when you remove the spectacular element, you're just left with the human characters that you have to relate to. Whereas in Marvel movies, the person you're relating to is already spectacular, and it gives you something to aspire to be. Particularly Spider-Man. Spider-Man is usually the most spectacular. Absolutely. But that's my appeal to Pacific Rim. Because in Pacific Rim specifically, it's just ordinary people. 
ordinary people that are drift compatible with close friends or brothers or whoever to fight an apocalyptic monstrosity wanting Real to take quick, over and murder the world. Could you like, could you imagine it's just like so having a simple of a concept that it works? Could you imagine having to like having to drift like with your mom or your dad and just like they Ooh. like they know <laughs> how often <laughs> I already got there. Like you know, you know <laughs> got it, got it, got it. That was like uh God, who was it? The, the Australian dudes. That like, like it was it was a son and his dad, and I'm like, oh man, that's a very close like that's too close of a uh parent child relationship. Like there's some shit that just needs to be kept ultra private. <laughs> like, you know what? It's it's funny because um uh in the movie in the first Pacific Rim, yeah, there's son, a dude that what did you want deke? Right? Yeah. <laughs> you won't motor my deke. When they were drift compatible, he was probably seeing images of so much ball slapping. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> oh, man. But like so when when so let's circle back to how trash I am with what I with what I like in a in a story. What I like is the relatable I know, but let me let me just wrap it up tightly. What I like in a story is the person that I'm relating to to be actual relate actually relatable, facing the insurmountable odds that could possibly like building a giant mech that could possibly happen. We have the resources; we could do that kind of stuff. A super soldier serum serum that was just kissed by uh, a fucking alien and whatever jerked off into in a petri dish by the hulk and all of a sudden they're just like these super spectacular beings i don't buy that like it's it was look, definitely, i'm a fan of spider-man it's definitely a german a german scientist that uh that, that did that but okay. sure whatever i'm a fan of spider-man i'm a fan of like uh iron man and the punisher and war machine like i have my few favorites but like the overall everyone's special in their own little way it just doesn't pander to me whatsoever and I love Black Panther. That movie is fucking amazing. Dude, man, Michael B. Jordan is Eric Killmonger. Like, I feel like he made that movie. Don't get me wrong. I like Chadwick Boseman as the Black Panther. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think it would have hit as hard if um, Michael Michael B. Jordan wasn't doing his part playing Killmonger. Uh, that I said, telling... Dalton, let's actually okay. get back around to you on a compelling story. I've already said what I needed to, so. Yeah, that's why I took over again because he was one and done. Uh, okay, well, uh, I'll answer then. So for me, a uh, bit of a mixed bag. Like, uh, there's there's some stories that I feel are, um, like what I would consider favorites, and um, it's it's usually the record stories. So like Last Stand of the Wreckers and then the Three H uh, Botcon Wreckers, um, but for like different reasons because those were both very different record stories um the the 3h stories was just action like like not i don't know if it was necessarily action in the sense but it's like it was a story that just con- like it just kept going it, it almost felt like it didn't stop and it was a bunch of content um just sort of packed into that that single story like i can't explain it uh it didn't have any real overarching themes any you know, I, I don't want to say it didn't have character development because I mean it did, but it like that wasn't the focus of the book either. I think it was just very event heavy, and maybe that's something that f- for me for me does it. Like if if there's just a lot of big sh- like just stuff going on, um, that that kind of you know hits me in all the right spots. 
But last stand of the Wreckers, and uh, I'll go ahead and lump in uh, Sins of the Wreckers, but I'll kind of leave out Requiem of the Wreckers. Um, those two stories, uh, they had like, like for, for it to be a compelling story, to me, somebody's got to die. Um, if half of the somebodies in that book die in pointless and gross ways, even better. Like, but, but you've got to, you got to get me attached to those characters. Like you gotta, you gotta like, like, I don't know, last day of the records, it's such a great, and it's just like, I'm just going to go, you know, I guess write a love story about last day of the records here. Um, in the, in the first book, they did such a great job of getting you to attach yourself in one way or another to these nobody characters, not knowing they were about to get sent to like certain death um, just for you to pick up the second issue. And then uh, the one guy cracks a joke, you laugh, and then he gets his brains blown out, like just for nothing. And uh, like, it, it kind of like, it brings you like after that kind of, I guess, lighthearted, um, like, okay, stuff is serious, but like, we're still kind of the heroes here. Uh, pep talk that you got from the first book. The second book really, really brought you down to like, okay, fucking we're all doomed. Um, a level of realism, which I guess brings me into another thing that makes com- like a, a good story is that level of realism, regardless if it's social, political or religious issues, or if it's just like, okay, like in the real world, you know, no one's going to walk away from an explosion like this. Um, it's irrational for that to happen. Um, that doesn't really, you know, like happen uh, in this in this instance. I don't feel. Um, dude, these people on my street just need to like fucking call tonight. Like, I'm tired of seeing headlights and get my my hopes up. Um, but that said, I do like when social, economic, political, religious, whatever. Uh, current events are kind of airdropped into the story essentially like where it's not a it's not a big occurring thing for the story but um it's it's also like like i I like seeing the different takes on it um kind of like i'd said earlier uh, a, a good example was uh, the whole like transformers and gender, right? That's always been a huge thing. People getting outraged over gay robots and trans robots and this robots and that robots. Um, but the way it was handled, I think like made for it compelling, but it also tackled kind of a social uh, tension, a social issue, like tension point. And I don't know. I just I like I like seeing that. I like seeing that that kind of concept because we do often in these types of stories, cartoons, comic books, whatever, kind of view that whole uh, gender thing, male bot, femme bot, whatever. I thought it was interesting. To digress, um, did I say Jed Vargo said Beast Wars was so well written it could be a Marvel movie? Because he's absolutely right. Absolutely, I'd love that. So, anyways, that's more or less where I stand on it. Second topic. Kind of relating to story, um, and we we kind of I don't know if we focus on this or not. Uh, but do you think for a Transformer story to stay relevant, it has to rely on kind of dipping into some of those modern day uh, social, political, economic issues? Um, do you feel more attached to it? Or do you attached to the characters if they seem more human? Um, and like it works for Marvel, uh, Marvel and DC stuff dealing with people, right? You can you can kind of implement some real world shit going on, but whether it's done in a good way or a bad way, and it all kind of works out. Like, how do you 
do you feel the same way about Transformers more or less? Do you think it's possible um, that, that that's what makes a Transformers book maybe not objectively good, but subjectively good? Because like More Than Meets the Eye definitely did that, and it was I, I don't know the Dreamwave numbers, but I know like More Than Meets the Eye sold a bunch of copies when it was on the shelves um, for kind of doing just that. So, Mike, I'll let you go first. All right, Candace, talk, I'll Mike. let you go first. <laughs> Mike's um, oh, he's muted. I, I haven't um, read too many of the books or comics, so I, I don't know how to answer. Well, more I mean, or less, kind of, yeah, just kind of use it as an example. Like, do you think uh, more or less the question here is: Does a transformer story have to rely on modern day social, et cetera, oh. issues to stay relevant? Do you think that's like, do, do you think that a modern day Transformers book could just come out and be action warren and gunfights and be able to con- continue to sell copies, more or less? That's a good question. Um, I, hmm, I want to say not necessarily. I mean, I think a lot of the fans love the characters for the characters, not so, well, and, and stories too, of course, but I don't think they have to be relevant to what we really go through i don't know that's fair tyler uh or was that was that all you had on it um well i just i don't know if i think back to to beast wars it it wasn't anything that had to be relevant to me i just and there's no humans so i love that so i could still relate to the characters Right, but it was stuff like like Cheetor Cheetor going through puberty and Dinobot being a former, you know, uh, guy for the other team and like, you you know what I mean? Like there were still some of those like that's not necessarily like I mean, I guess so, but I mean, can you tell me why other robots go through puberty? (laughs) That's not that's not staying up to date with social politics and all no, that bullshit no, it's, that it's, you were it's saying. Not. But that's like even then, like, th- that's that's the thing yeah. though. Like, how much of yeah. us know anything about '90s social politics, Canadian or U.S. related? You know, like there could have been something going on in Canada in the mid '90s we just don't know about, and it, it got highlighted. That the writers of Beast Wars knew about? I don't know. <laughs> yes. like, like now like nowadays dude since everything's at our fingertips we literally scroll by too much information on a daily basis whether we want to or not you know it's like we'll, we'll see all this get implemented into, into stories and stuff god damn it mike take that off my timeline he's muted um wow that was okay. like well, so... Tyler, go ahead oh, okay Hi, Sportimus. Bye, Sportimus. <laughs> that's, that's all. Um, no, man. I don't think it has to stay up to date with social politics at all or any of that fucking bullshit. I don't think it has to do with any of us. Like, honestly, I think the key to a successful Transformers story, and it sucks for us, but it's kind of like, like I had a conversation with that I don't want to go too far into in case we end up doing something about it, like doing something with it, but it was like, now we're in this we're in this state where Transformers will always be rebooted every three years or so, every one to three years, and the staples of every single Transformers show will always have to be your Optimus Prime, the the red, white, and blue wagon with 
Megatron, who is some sort of a gun with, and it's so, it sucks because it's like, you always have to have the same premise and you, there's only so many ways that you can write that same battle differently. And I think that you can, I guess, I, I, I thought it was a weird fucking idea to bring, like, like to make the, the whole Transformers gay thing. I Like, I didn't care. But I thought it was a really weird idea to try and, you know, make that move. And I, maybe it was to appeal to the... To the well, like, I, I'd like to, I'd like to, I don't I'd even like to know. Kinda, that's the thing. I'd like to kind of, kind of comment on that and, um, and sort of, I guess, as, as a rebuttal, like, what, what else are you going to do in a post or even pre, but in this case, it was a post war society? Like, you know, uh, restart a war, a society, like, <laughs> a no, society, like, but, that's but, like, that's, that's you restart thing. a war. That's the thing, though, like, you know, as 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 they live as civilians, because that was more or less like the last of IDW or last 80, 70 percent of IDW storytelling was after conflict. I mean, there were still some like micro conflicts involved, but it was all more or less like how how do how do these characters live as civilians? And like to think that there's not like best friends and like more than best friends relationships, uh, you know, and, and on top of that, like further delving into i guess the, the biology of these characters um you know like, like they don't have reproductive organs they like the the way that more get made it was like they're either built or they come out of the planet and that was like that was the explanation so like you know for these so human-like characters like to, to be a small you know to be intelligent right to be intelligent life forms to, to seek that sure. companionship like it's gonna happen. I feel like it's gonna happen either way, especially with like a six to one chick, uh, dude to chick ratio. Like, I think. on the colony, six to one chick to dude ratio. You know what I mean? Look, like so. I and, think and like, in a with, civilization, millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of years old, for it to just happen now, is so dumb. And I well, think that's the thing is, it's not that it just happened it. now. It's just it just so happened to be post war. Like they did some pre war stories where they kind of sort of. Um, had some focus on on some of that stuff, but um, it was more or less only post-war. Look, I'm fine with gay characters. Knockout and Transformers Prime, obviously gay. Oh, and I love that. Ham and Breakdown. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I love that character. He's awesome. What I don't like is when it feels like you're forcing something into a story that doesn't belong. And like that whole romantic robots thing, who is that satisfying? Who is that for? You know what I mean? You have a fan base built on Transformers, transforming robots that fight each other, and you're telling a story post-war, and your first thing isn't to go, we should start a new conflict. It's no, we should make them fuck. That's fanfic <laughs> shit right there. It's it's really sh- shout out to Onslaught. I don't that like, is some fan like, right there. Like the, the R one stuff, like yeah, that was that was weird. And and I often forget about the Till All R one stuff with Onslaught and, and Blast Off. But like at the same time, like two people and and like I feel like gender's irrelevant here because I mean they're 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 fucking no. robots without yeah, organs and they have the option to change and whatever and do whatever they want to do and that's all well and good. Uh but like for, for two members of a team to not feel some kind of like 
closer than the rest or, or one of those members to feel a closer than the rest. Uh, yeah, like whenever there's no, whenever there's no more fights to have, whenever it's just like, what do we do now? Like, I don't know. You want to talk about your feelings? Like that's post-war like society. When the entire- so hang on a second. How many, how many times have you had those talks and came close to fucking someone at work? Ooh, it's not quite the same. Uh, I feel like it is when it comes to giant robots. I've worked with a lot of robots in my day. And let me tell you something. They're all business all the time. They take off limbs so they can do their job. Okay? They're all business all the time. I've had, I've had my fair share of sexual relations with robots uh, that I've worked with. Okay. Uh, no, dick like, in the microwave does not count. <laughs> to be fair, and it's been a it's been a so long that's where time. cancer comes I, from. It's been a long time since I've worked a job uh, where there was somebody there that uh, you know got the the motor oil a little warm, uh, so to speak. Um, and there's been a few times where it's just like we've had some downtime, and I'm just like, uh, you know, one thing leads to another. So, and that's where I'm going to leave it at. But like, I mean, it can it can happen. Like, granted, you're, you're comparing me. Uh, to um, characters that long for more, you know, like a, a, a bigger connection, and I don't long, I don't long for any of that. I long for uh, like a fifteen minute connection max. Uh, so Peter's got it. Peter's got it right down. They don't even have to end the war. I'd love to see other heroes in the war beyond Optimus's crew. Like in Beast Wars, we got Primal, Lyo, and Big Convoy. Like expand on the on the universe more. You know what I mean? That's that's the biggest detractor to Transformers nowadays. Is you always have the center of the universe is Optimus versus Megatron. And the cartoons, absolutely. I feel again. You know? I feel in the in the books, it was handled a lot better, and and not just in the IDW stuff, in the Marvel uh, books and the Dreamwave books. It was all, I think, it was all handled a lot better in those regards. Uh, mm-hmm. They were, you know, like they, they they would they would focus on other characters, like like in the Marvel uh, books, you got like Thunderwing and Straxus and Bludgeon. Um, and Jaxus, and you know what I mean. So, so you, you got stuff like that. Um, in IDW, like they would shift focus away from Optimus and Megatron and go to you know, kind of other, um, you know, uh, I guess what commanders the hell are you and, doing, and Dalton? Stuff like that, baby. Dude, sorry. He's, uh, spirit fingers. Um, Candace, you want to weigh in on this at all? I'd ask Mike, but I don't want him to have. I think she already did. I know, but like, well, the the conversation has kind of moved on a little bit. Is there there any more points you want to touch on? Either of you? No, fine. Go the fuck ahead. Like right now, it's just myself and Dakota going back and forth. Usually is entertaining. So. (laughs) Oh, okay. We're the life of the party, Dakota. Yep, I feel that. You and me, boo. I uh, (laughs) man, they're gonna be they're gonna be real bummed whenever we break up. I know. It's coming. They don't even know it. Yeah, I was gonna do it after dinner tomorrow, but maybe I just do it now. I don't know. So, way to kill the suspense. <laughs> yeah, just get it all out there, you know. So, information. Everyone needs to know all my information. Um, I can't remember what we were talking about. But now, uh, oh, Mike, Mike's back. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, story have to rely <laughs> on modern day issues to stay relevant, like on 
uh, human level issues, social issues to stay relevant? Or do you feel like just a book with a bunch of gunfights is going to, or a cartoon with a bunch of gunfights is going to sustain the brand? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Fair no, enough. I mean, I kinda, uh, I mean if, if we're talking about the real world, the real world issue crap again. Not, not even. It doesn't have to be modern day. It just like some, some kind of like social what? issues. Like, like we were talking about post war, post war IDW with like more than meets the eye and shit like that. Where like we were talking about more than meets the eye, where like they were on the spaceship and there were like relations that were had, and how a bunch of people freaked out over gay robots um, that made no sense to freak out over. Um, like more or less along those lines. I think what got me fucked up the most was like Scorponok was pregnant. I think that's where I drew the line. That's that's where again. That's where I drew the line. It's it's such a context thing, and like seeing it out of context, like you did, and then not wanting to dive further and see how it got to that point. Um, Like, there's you know, I mean, I mean, I guess that that's on you for not wanting to figure out what was actually going on with that panel. But, well, yeah, because it's something that I feel doesn't belong in a fucking Transformers. That's story. the thing. Until like until until you like read the context of it, I, f- I feel like I feel like it's different. Like if Look, it was just out of nowhere, then then okay. Well, okay, but let me let me let me okay. Hang on. If I look at a map <laughs> and there is pregnant robot, and then my destination, I'm gonna see pregnant robot and put the map away and just stay where the fuck I am. It doesn't matter the journey that I'm going to take. It could be sunsets and rainbows and beautiful pillars I understand. and energon. Like, for, it doesn't matter for, because that does not belong on the map. Guy, you sure are, like, not inquisitive. Uh, that does not belong on, on the map. Because, okay, it's about principles, though. In what principles? Listen, if they showed us pregnant robots when we were kids, do you think we would still be fans today? Or will we look back on it and be like, yeah, that was fucked up. That was dude. some weird shit. <laughs> it's fine. Like, it's fine. Like, now, don't get me wrong. Like, that's definitely not the strongest that the story has ever been. Uh, but I think out of context of pregnant robots, they're stupid, dirt. I don't think that's an accurate light for it either. So, um, I mean, bygones be bygones. But more or less, like, um, Mike, I guess, like, the relationship aspects. Like, what do... Oh. What does a post-war intelligent society do? Like, it doesn't matter if they're gay, straight, or however you perceive robot gender and all that other shit. Like, smoke a cigar and drink some whiskey. <laughs> Keep that gay shit out of my robots. Jesus Christ! I mean, don't, hold on now, hold on. Wow, I have, I literally have nothing wrong with gay people. I really don't. Good, good for them, but keep it out of my robots. For starters, I mean, why do why do robots have to have an assigned uh, gender when they don't reproduce? Mike, do I need do I need to pull out the holy bible on you? Just uh, I'm just I'm just asking, just asking for. I, I just don't I don't under. And this goes to that real world stuff where, you know, and I've argued this on another on another case where, take for example, um, Stidwell, Tidwell, whatever his name was, that went and changed a bunch of genders on GI Joe. I mean, the whole thing oh, of their shit, yeah. People lost their shit. Look, and that I will people. agree with is is stupid. Like I think okay. I think just why doing that. Here's the why I don't understand. Why does so and so have to be gay or gender swapped? Or why do they say now 
that Santa Claus needs to be a female or or gender neutral. I mean, why why are we? Whoa, where are we going with this? Well, yeah, I don't know saying, where we're going with this. Well, either. no, we're getting a whole different. We're getting a whole different. You brought up the point. I'm just Look, saying, there's a lot of different things. You, I'm gonna tell you right People, now, okay? I'm on. I'm on. I'm pro female Santa Claus. All right, because when you when you get a when you get a thick white lady in all red telling <laughs> you about for some milk and yeah, dog. <laughs> My tree is standing attention. Girl, It'll have yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. My tree is at attention to have a little more than a you know a little little star on it. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like I don't <laughs> be extra shiny that night. I'm more the point I do not agree <laughs> where you're changing your genders and you're changing, you know, why why do you have to have gay robots? Why in all the thirty years? So why do they have to? Like, why do they have? Why, to, why would unquote, they be gay if they're not? I don't, if there's no gender. You. Dalton, that's see, what I'm trying to get to. Like, like I feel like I feel like Transformers fans, and of course, it's the worst for us because, like, it's really the only sentient robot brand. Um, like, why? Why? Has there already a preconceived gender there? Like, there's no reproductive organs on these. The, these fictional characters anyway. So hang on a second. Hang on a second. I feel like the gender is preconceived because of the way the characters act, because of the masculinity some of them exude, because of the way the characters are written and the voices they take. There is no the way doubt drawn. that a well, there is no doubt that a character with a man's voice is going to be perceived as a man and a character with a female's voice is going to be perceived as a female. There's RC and there's Springer. Are you mixing up the two? You know, RC was a dude before she was a she. She was sure. Gravitron's Air- brother, as a matter of fact. She was a Viking. Air Razors she was both. A Viking. It depends on what nationality she, she is. Was a, she was a Viking dude. <laughs> like across the board, IDWRC was a was a fucking robot Viking dude. Sure. Um, but now listen, now listen. I don't have a problem with gay robots. That's that's not where I'm drawing the line, okay? Like it's not they can't be gay. That's bigoted. And I'm not with that. Like I'm fine with people being gay. One of my best friends is gay. Like I don't give a fuck about that. What I don't like oh, is the cheap tactic. Bringing up the gay The cheap tactic is the cheap tactic of taking a pre-established character and just saying you're gay because you're popular and you will appeal. That's the thing. None of these characters were popular. Like that. that, That's what's so funny. Bruticus. That's what's so funny. Fucking Bruticus. That's the thing. Come on. That happened so far (laughs) after the the Bruticus deal, and it was just blast off. It was literally just blast off. Like you mean to tell me blast off? Why couldn't it been by by himself? Blast off was so popular they had to like appease a certain portion of people uh, with with his robo sexuality. With its robosexuality? The Combaticons. The Combaticons were popular. Why couldn't it be the Stunicons? But it was a story about Blastoff. Yeah, but why couldn't why couldn't it be in a story about uh Blades? Or uh or uh what's his name? Inferno. Dead to, be, Dead to be fair, but, or, but to be fair, all the all the other combiner teams were tied up doing other shit uh, at other points in time. Probably uh, each uh, other. So but like like the, the deal there though is like like okay so you mean to tell me that chrome dome and rewind were fan favorites prior to more than meets the eye no dude they became fan favorites after they were gay like just throwing it out there i mean they were nobodies before that though like At, it was okay. like that was different it would be like if you it would be like if they took optimus that, prime it was like no optimus prime is gay 
That entire, but well, I think they shut kind of your whore mouth. With, uh, with <laughs> and look, and I'm not even saying it, that it would be a problem if there was a rendition of Optimus Prime being gay. What I'm saying is, if you take the John Wayne character from G1 and all of a sudden come out 35 years later saying, actually, Optimus Prime was a gay robot, I bet yeah, you're gonna have people so- upset. Hey, all the boomers so, so, John Wayne or I, I forget what it was. Yeah, I was, <laughs> was going to say, is that like a Brokeback Mountain reference with the whole John Wayne being a cowboy? <laughs> well, I thought no, I thought that's what um, what Peter Cullen based it off. Of. Yeah, John yeah. Wayne and his brother. That's what he's based on. It's 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 true. Oh, okay. Um, but, but like that's that's the deal though. Like your argument at your argument at first was let's take these popular characters and make them gay to appease uh, a group of people. When in fact, like it was the complete opposite way around. It was, oh shit, DHL's here. Hi. <laughs> 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 well then, that's the record. We gotta entertain ourselves for a few minutes. He dropped that shit. Bruticus, Bruticus is a popular Transformers guest alt. And I think they knew exactly what they were doing. Wait. Last off doesn't matter, but making the combiner team show like that kind of love towards one another kind of made the whole combiner thing a little weird. Does that mean that combiner? Does that mean that combiners are just an orgy? Oh, good lord! Old school we, toy pad. You find us at a really awkward moment, but we're glad to have you. And Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving to you too, friend. Anyway. No, man, like that, but that's that's what I'm saying. Honestly, like I feel like even even that though, like showing that kind of emotion, that kind of intimacy with each other, Transformers story. Why should it? Why should it be taken to that kind? Like it's one thing with like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just don't I think, think I don't think like, that, that kind of intimacy belongs in a Transformers story. Here's what I'm what I really think is that if you look at it, they think changing genders or doing what they're doing as far as gay transformers they're trying to reach out to that person or demographic group exactly demographic just like they did in gi joe when they switched the genders on a couple of characters and it and let me tell you what it bombed bigger than shit the fandom was up in arms i mean it's just i I think they, they try to do something and I, I don't I just don't agree with it. And, that, and that's just me. Call me a bigot if you want to. Call well, me whatever. I just don't agree. It's not my I, cup of tea. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care whatever you do. That's fine. I support you. Just don't put it in something I grew up on for 20, 30 years. You know, well, my prime just right. And change it for the politics of today. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. Would, I, I will totally agree with you on that 100% right now. Is that now with today's politics feels- and every issue is why things change is to get this demographic. Fuck the people who've been doing it for 30, 40 years. Let's try to get the new, you know, 10-year-old boy into it because he doesn't know what gender he is. Well, guess what? Whoa. He does the robot. It's, it's just true. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. It's going, they're, they're, they're trying to go towards a demographic. Is that that's what today's society's being? Is that certain? Jed, what's BSG? Battlestar Galactica? Probably. Know. Depends on how it was explained, I guess. See, I agree with you, Mike, in some aspects of that, but in 
a couple of cases with more than meets the eye. There's been a, or lost light, I should say. Newer characters like um, oh, what's her name? Lug uh, and uh, a node, a node and a node. Something like that is you know fine. You know, I personally feel it's fine because they're new characters. We don't know anything about them. Sure, do the the transgender thing with them. You know, with a node formally being perceived as male. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it was a node they did it with. I don't think Lug was uh, no. affected. I think it or, ultimately or comes even, down to how it's written. Yeah, like if it's explained if it's, properly, then then it, you know what I mean? It's fine. The thing is, like or, I feel like it was explained. I feel like that was explained as well as it it could have been because it was just. He's like, talking it, about it a different basically. property. He's talking about a different property. In Transformers, oh. I don't think that shit belongs. Transformers primarily is for children. Aged like what, seven to twelve? Uh, Primarily, I mean, toy wise, but like those those books, they they really figured out what their market was on them early on, for sure. No, I think that's, that's why they true. hard reboot. To be quite honest, I think they pushed a little too far. Nope, you're wrong. I mean, I'm like not, numbers don't yeah, lie. Whatever. Like, num- like that, that's the that's just the deal. The numbers don't lie. Uh, whenever all that stuff started happening. Um, with like the the quote unquote the gay robots and the the trans this and the trans that and gay this gay that whatever, uh, those Transformers comic book sales had never been higher. Um, yeah, but that's that's also controversy. That's that's flack on the Transformers name. You know what I mean? Con- you're you're absolutely right. Controversy creates cash, but is it good? Is it good publicity for if a it, fucking if, brand that markets children's toys is a good publicity if it continues no. to if it continues to generate cash absolutely and in which case it did it continued to generate cash but like i think if they kept on with that with that way of writing i think it would have i don't want to say tarnish cuz that's dramatic but i think it would have damaged the transformers name to your average fan to the kid that's sitting at home watching it on TV, you know what I mean, and their parents who don't either don't approve or whatever, right? You got to even about even who even this if it's marketed even, for. even if like, it's the even if it's if it's the kid that like knows they're gay inherently knows they're gay, and they just want a character to that that's like and like a lot of it kind of a lot of it kind of does man. boil down to the character like uh, being a well loved character. Like I think that's why we see a lot of that in other you know companies and, and other forms of, of entertainment like trying to take these well-established well-known well-loved characters and trying to flip them over uh to to be one race or to be one kind of orientation or whatever because they're a well-loved character and like you want you want that all-inclusiveness and like i mean yeah it, like as far as selling toys who gives a shit but as far as making those toys marketable okay that's where that's where a company's gonna give a shit and I, I feel like it, in Transformers, it's it's worked. Like now, Chrome Dome and Rewind are incredibly popular. Swerve, to who? incredibly popular. To who? To really to to, collectors. Not not to fans. I'd say to fans because find me an of, eight-year-old boy that gives a shit about Chrome Dome and Rewind. I think for what they, they are. I think if they saw how cool Chrome Dome looked in the More Than Meets the Eye uh, artwork, like at that point, it's just it's just the Chrome Dome that looks cool. But those no. books weren't selling toys either. Like they weren't trying to sell toys. There was no product on the shelf that those books were trying to move. It was, it was essentially like like those books weren't for eight year olds, Tyler. But like, it's six of one, half a dozen in the other. It's the same brand. 
you have to think about the target audience. And overall, the target target audience for Hasbro is for children. And if you're me, if they're their property that is initially and solely targeted towards children, is going to more mature, like going towards more mature themes like that. Maybe they didn't like the publicity. Maybe they didn't like the controversy. Maybe they had they felt that they had to dial it back regardless of sales because they had a re- reputation to uphold to your average household. You're talking. You're talking about the same company that made Monopoly Socialist Edition and Monopoly Feminist Edition, uh, which were inherent jokes on both feminism and socialism. Come on, Tyler. I didn't see any. I don't know what that is. So yeah, there's always more. Show me proof. Show me proof. Literally, you want me to show you Socialist Monopoly? Hang on, let me see. Socialist. Monopoly, Monopoly. socialist, and then look at the rules. Look at how ridiculous the rules are. Like, regardless of what you believe, like look at look at how misrepresented uh, democratic socialism is in the rules. Because you know, again, it's just uh, okay. Boomers play Monopoly. Boomers are going to buy Monopoly. Uh, boomers hate socialism. Monopoly. You know, <laughs> Mike, you're not really like a real, real boomer. Like as much no, as we, I will buy that one. Though. Much as we, much as we joke around. So I wonder. I seen, I seen how. These oh wow! I, did, I actually didn't know this existed. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the very first line is <laughs> "Monopoly socialism." Winning is for the capitalists. Is a new board game from Hasbro. Is one of the most mean spirited board games I've ever played. <laughs> Even as a joke, it's difficult to recommend for a number of reasons. Oh, well, yeah, okay. If that's the case, I guess maybe. What's your argument now, smart guy? I mean, I'm, I still stand by it. Transformers is for kids, and I feel like that's why they probably dialed it back. Monopoly didn't make a billion dollar movie franchise like Transformers did. Yeah, they just made a billion dollar family game franchise. It's not the same. Tell me, not tell the me same. Please tell me more. <clears throat> I don't know. Right, I don't we, know how it's not the same. Monopoly is like 150 years old. What are you I talking so. about? Not the same. Okay, it's fine. I mean, you're wrong, and you can't admit that you're wrong. And uh, you know that's what I appreciate about you, Tyler. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I got a Thanksgiving question. A Thanksgiving question. Yeah, I'm making a little festus tonight. Um, on, uh, this doesn't really apply to, to Tyler since he doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving like we Not do. Not Freedom Thanksgiving, yeah. Right. Uh, so tomorrow, what are the outside, you know, stuff in Turkey and all that? What's like the the two number one things you have to have with your dinner tomorrow? Rolls, for sure. Like you gotta come, you gotta come, gotta come in hard with them starches. Oh, she's so light. Just, just yams. I'm sorry. Um, you got rolls. What else? Rolls and like, like some kind of a like vegetable and cheese casserole. Well, as long as it's got vegetable cheese, you know. Dalton, you said yams and what else? Uh, cranberry sauce. Dalton's all about them yams. Yeah. I mean, it's dipped out before I can ask a question. But uh, 
Mine was actually was a cranberry sauce and deviled eggs. I do like deviled eggs, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, Tyler, when you do celebrate y'all's Thanksgiving, what are your two items? Two items for what? My, my main dish? Not your main no, like dish, two, but like your two sides. Two sides that you have to have every Thanksgiving, regardless. With turkey. With turkey and stuffing. With either turkey or ham? Yeah, okay. turkey or ham. Mm-hmm. Turkey stuffing, mashed potatoes. Mashed potatoes is a given. Uh, with mayonnaise. I don't know if you guys have ever tried that. As a family <laughs> what the hell? Hell? You put, hold on a second, you put mayonnaise in your mashed yeah. potatoes? Yeah. Two I mean, little teaspoons of mayonnaise. Two I little can't... teaspoons of mayonnaise in your mashed potatoes gives it a little bit of a whip feel. It's almost like a, a gotcha. warm tater salad. It's gotcha. nice. I got you. Nice and smooth. And then, uh, yeah, I'm with Dakota. I go with the the rolls. The rolls are good. With gravy, you put the meat on there. You put the gravy over top of everything. You put everything on there. Do you – now, here's the the number one question. Do you put your food together touchy or separate? Oh, man. Uh, When the juice juice from the collard greens gets with everything else. Ooh-wee. I'm fine with together. I mean, I'm not the type of person that that mixes my mashed potatoes with my corn, but like, oh, I do that. I do that too. Like, I don't mind touching. Yeah, I don't mix it up where it's like it's its own dish of mashed potatoes and corn. But like, if it touches, I don't mind. I will mix it up like on the plate. Like, I'll put it on the plate separately. But like, you know, after it's on the plate. Yeah, I mean, a little KFC you're a fucking savage. Right. I, I, what I like about what he said with the mayonnaise, I actually, whenever I do have mashed potatoes, not at Thanksgiving, but on other occasions, or just in general, I like to put sour cream with my mashed potatoes. Hell yeah. I mean, that's oh, like having a baked potato, so. You just drop everything? Well, two faces. I think it was just two faces. That's karma for being how wrong you were about the Transformers franchise being for kids. Okay. That's fine. I got another one I'm about to open, so if something's lost, it's lost. Well, you already know, Mike. I'm in the same boat as you. I don't mind food touching at all. Yeah, just wait till tomorrow. I, wait till tomorrow. I go. I mean, but, I will go out of my way to mix, like, to make other foods touch. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. Like, if, if the mashed potatoes are on one side... Uh, of the plate and like say like my broccoli rice and cheese is on the other side and there's some stuff in the middle I'll carve out a little trench and just get it right <laughs> on in the, and just I'll, I'll you know I'll make everything like a, just like the Panama Canal of uh, foods as long as it's not like that jello thing you shared in the other chat Mike <laughs> I said that that was Mike. gross yeah, I saw that, that shit. That? And I was, I was, I was like, "Do you need to share that to the Twitter chat?" You see, you see who put me up to it, Dalton. I did. It, it, it was me. God, one hundred percent me. Dakota sent me a text message. He's like, "Hey, Mike, go put us in the Twitter chat." And then Jen I says, go ahead. "Go ahead, go ahead." No, I was just like, I had to. Oh, Jed said, "I've seen savages put salad on the same plate as turkey and mashed potatoes." Dude, yeah. now, now, like I will, uh, I'll, I'll take some salad and like, like I like to, like if I'm eating spaghetti, I'll Me take too. the the salad and like when I'm about halfway through my spaghetti, I'll mix it together. Salad Your with spaghetti? the ranch and the yeah, <laughs> I got that. Too. The salad, 
the salad with the ranch and uh, you know all that all that other shit. Um, and I'll make the I'll make the spaghetti that way. My brother used to put ranch salad dressing in his leftover spaghetti and mix it all up after microwaving it. He, it was pretty good. Yeah, dude. Hmm. Yeah. You're a food elitist, no touching sportimus. Yeah, sportimus don't like it. He, the he, same rule yeah. applies to sex for you. Are you a sex elitist, no touching? <laughs> no touching. They use turkey basters. <laughs> <laughs> don't be mean to my peen. I don't I don't <laughs> this is a, this is actually like a yearly discussion we have in our Twitter chat about food touching and them losing a couple of them losing their shit over it. Honestly, most- like if 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 I wasn't if I wouldn't be subjected to Mandalorian spoilers, I would I would be in that chat hard tomorrow. But like I already know, like like Josh and Rick, if they wanted to, the, they could they could they could come in pretty heavy and uh, just ruin ruin my entire Thanksgiving on some spoilers. So. Well, do it do it for Christmas then. All right. Not to like rush this along, but like. Can we get to the uh, the community interaction part where we, we uh, read the post and get out of here? Be yeah, I got a post pulled up. In the morning. Do you have the post pulled up? I can. I'll have it here in just up. a moment. Pull it up, big dog. That's what they call me. All right. So our community uh, kind of outreach discussion was more or less like we asked you guys on the Facebook page. What Beast Wars masterpiece do you want to see next? And Tyler will get into the comments, but I remembered, like, I remembered seeing a lot of Pterosaur and Waspinator and Rhinox. I remember seeing a bunch of all that. Which oh, do I need to even bring this up? That was all. Uh, well, I mean, sure if, if you wanted all to, the answers, if you wanted to get into specific, well, I know, like, there there was a discussion on there about how someone thought that, uh, like, there there was no need for a Rhinox just because of um. The, the generations one and right how like oh more God. or less i feel i feel like that was definitely wrong like i, I don't want to put whoever it was on blast oh fuck i don't want to put whoever okay it's just blast them bro blast them that's the thing i can't remember who it was to put them on blast i'll pull um, it up here in a second man don't put nobody on blast tyler you're gonna be on uh, blast son so but but like like hard disagree more or less hard disagree i don't know how to get her like pegged on properly but there she is resting on the stand with the spider web go to your picture that's good up enough just look real close at your phone i'm not on my phone i'm on my computer i'm bifocals on ridiculous i'm old okay cool okay did it pull up i'm still waiting on it what did it went back yeah uh, it's not showing me all of them there we go Okay, perfect. Okay, so pretty much what I said. We got some great shots of Masterpiece Black Arachnia with the old school Silver Bolt and Transmetal Tarantulas. Who do you think should be the next Masterpiece, Maximal or Predacon? Let us know down below. We'll read off your answers on Wednesday. So I'll just start with the first one. Jimmy Baker. He says, as long as we get the whole cast, I'm happy, but I would love a Masterpiece Rhinox. Jimmy Baker, that's a good dude. He is a good dude. To which someone responded, Richie says, I agree. However, because of the Chug versions of Rhinox, Rat Trap, and Waspinator are in scale with the Masterpiece figures and are cartoon accurate, I think their Masterpiece counterparts will be the last season one characters to be made. 
Now listen, Richie. I don't want to shit on you, cuz, but they are not masterpiece scale nor cartoon accurate. This I can assure you. I mean, or as da- as Dakota would say, I do declare. This I do declare. This is something I totally agree is that those three figures are nowhere in scale to what the masterpiece line is right now. No way. He says, uh, he actually responded to me and he said, Masterpiece scale is debatable since they do fit nicely with the Masterpiece figures. Though Rhinox is a bit on the small size, I remember Rat Trap being in scale with the Masterpiece Beast Wars Primal. Also, they are cartoon accurate, but not as cartoon accurate as the Masterpiece Beast Wars. What? Also, there was a translated interview where Takara said we won't see Masterpiece Rhinox nor Rat Trap for a while because of the Chuck figures. I don't see I don't know so much about that. Like I know like a lot of people kind of jumped to that assumption whenever they saw like uh, I can't remember which which one it was, but they were kind of compared with uh um they they had it may have been when Dinobot was coming out. They had uh, Rat Trap Generations Rat Trap and Rhinox with Masterpiece Cheetor and Primal, and everyone mm. just kind of was just like, "Oh, they're not going to do them." Like jumping to conclusions uh, and stuff like that. So I don't again, like I don't know how how true that that is, you know. Um, yeah. Well, moving on, Corey, our good friend from Down Under. He says, I'd That's love to see Roger. a masterpiece. Audrey is from down under. Well, Corey is from Australia. So Corey's, from, Corey's from Oklahoma. Corey Fenton? <laughs> oh, different Corey. I thought you were talking about chat Corey. You I was like, shit. I was like, you talking about like, like we're not in Kansas anymore, Corey? No. Or? Anyway, Corey from down under says, I'd love to see a masterpiece pterosaur, but they would have to pull off some wizardry to make it happen. The character literally does a front flip barrel roll and parts just disappear or appear on the shelf. The result is an amazing looking robot, and I'd love to have it on the shelf. But like I said, it's going to be a tough one to pull off. You know what? I can't I kind of agree with you there, man. Like it is going to be hard to pull off. But if if Black Arachne is any indication of kind of the magic that they can pull off or two liberties taken with the beast mode. Or Dinobot, like I think it can be done. Pterosaur, Pterosaur will be an interesting one to see. To be, to be, I think Pterosaur will be really interesting to see if they ever do make it. Matt Gesh says Silverbolt needs to have. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say I think I think Pterosaur would be a chunky boy, for sure. I think in Beast Mode he definitely will be. But I also think. He's probably going to be displayed, stand like standing display with his wings kind of cowled over, so it'll hide a lot of it. And yeah. if he does do like a spread wing pose on a stand, it's like it's not going to matter because you're going to have the the size of the wings to kind of be distracted. Matt Gash yeah, says so Silverbolt needs to happen, not because of Black, Black Arachne. I've always liked his design, man, and like I know it would never happen, but like getting a wind razor out of that would just be so killer. I mean, it could be like a limited to card Tommy Mall thing. Let's 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 just stick to realism. Hey, like wish, wishful thinking, come on. Yeah, I can get behind some wishful thinking, but I, I ain't uh, I ain't convinced on it, you know. Yes. 
Okay, Tyler, continue. Uh, Larry Park responds, replies to him, says, I predict he'll be the first season two masterpiece they do. To which Matt responds, hope so, mate. I had to customize mine and thinking of doing a full custom build. Oh, wow. If that's the case, I think Dakota has a uh, custom build on his channel, doesn't he? No, it's just how to make the wings um, articulate. Yep, it's just a mod. Or not articulate, to, to fold back, rather. Okay, Billy Clifton says Pterosaur and Rhinox are the top figures on my want list. Connor Keplinger, I hope I said that right, says, well, clearly we need more Predacons. I'm still waiting for my Waspinator. That's annoying. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, there's a work phone. Um... Yeah, tell him Justin says, pretty sure it's going to be Tarantulas. And you know what? I would love to side with you on this because I would love to see Tarantulas. I just don't think it's going to happen. Not that I it's not going to happen ever. I don't think it's going to be the next one. I think it's going to be similar to Tigatron. Like, I don't, I don't think they're going to release like because I feel like Tarantulas would have a lot of shared engineering with Black Arachnia here that they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't release two similar. Toys, so so close, you know, so close together. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's Sean probably gonna Place be. Says I would love to see a masterpiece version of Transmetal Dinobot or Rampage. Max, cut you off. That would yeah, be a I've... figure JX move. That won't God, be Takara. I, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Not so for either. a long time anyway. I want Transmetal Two Masterpiece Dinobot <laughs> so bad right now. Kirby Deem says Pterosaur and Inferno. Inferno is an interesting choice. And Kevin Mick. I'd love Inferno too. Uh, I don't even know why. <laughs> I'd love Inferno or Scorponok. To be honest, I think Scorponok would be a really good next choice if we could get one. Because he was like Megatron's right hand man. Like he was uh, the second in command. Like, right, I think sure you get him out of the way because he's like one of the least sought after characters. He's the least memorable character in the show, anyway. I think once you get him out of the way, like the rest is a baby trend. Fuck, wouldn't pay Black Arachnia price for a for a Scorponok. That's true too, because I mean they were both small. I think I think Scorponok would definitely be a little bit bigger, maybe a little more expensive because of that, but more yeah, or less, yeah. the tail. Yeah. So Lance Park also chimes in on the zones. Says from season one, all they have less left is on the maximal side, Tigatron, Air Razor, Rattrap, and Rhinox. On the Predacon side, Pterosaur, Tarantulas, Inferno, Waspinator, and Scorponok. Assuming ter- Tarantulas and Tigatron will be remold retooled from Black Arachne and Cheetor, respectively, I don't think that's going to happen. I could see Smart Money being on Rattrap. Now, Rattrap being a fan favorite could be possible. The only thing that I see hindering that would be the lopsidedness of the max predicons. Yeah, honestly, man, I think they're going after what's most popular. And I think regardless of how lopsided it will be, like anyone look at their masterpiece Decepticons in a long time? Uh, Because that's a pretty lopsided. uh, You mean all those G1 characters? Also that, like, let's be honest. Like but, uh, fans' toys is, is chipping away at the forgettable ones. 
and G, like Takara's not even doing anything about it. <laughs> They're just like good. They forgot to do them. Yeah, we'll do Beast Wars because nobody else will. We'll make all the money. Mike Kwan says, I can just imagine a masterpiece silver bowl with that stupid grin on his face. And in quotations, he says, Stand back, citizen. Heroic theme music, please. Ian Bailey says, Seeing how small she is got me like big heart, eyes, emoji, and then GIF. The the surprise dude. It's hard to get through. Just voice. Sorry, audio listeners. And then Justin Lee, a good friend of mine from down under as well, he says, I would like Pterosaur, but I'd settle for Tarantulas or Rat Trap. Personally, I don't think any of these guys are settling, quote unquote, but I understand what you mean. I mean, at this point, like, I'm, I'm definitely, like, I think at the end of the day, like, I'm going to be excited no matter what. Um, yeah. Get, get me more in this crazy articulated plastic and uh you know we're we're gonna be good to go do you do you think there's one that you wouldn't be excited for like give me give me the real like give me the real (sighs) dude i really like within reason like no there's not one that i wouldn't be excited for like of all the, like, as far as the characters go, like, like, I remember all of them, like, to some vivid extent of the imagination. Like, all of them are were memorable to me. Like, I didn't forget a single show character, I think. Like, prior to getting back into collecting, like, I remember, you know, well, what about this character? What about, you know, what about that character? You know, so on, so forth, whatever. Um, and, and it really was that kind of a situation for me. It was like, uh, you know, I wanted... Wanted to get all of them, and lo and behold, I got all of them. Uh, so, Woo! yeah, um, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't know if like there's one that would that like, I just wouldn't be hyped about because like right now, like I mean, like I got my favorite character, I got Dinobot. So everything, everything from this point on is a plus, uh, and. I think I'm going to be equally excited for all of them as they come out. Like I'm, I'm definitely, I, I feel like I'm more forward looking forward to Japanese characters um, than anything else. If I'm being uh, real with you. I cannot say I'm on that same boat, but let's ask the rest of the guys first. Candace. And gal. and gal. Sorry. Candace. What about, you you think there's a masterpiece beast wars character that you aren't going to be excited for nope <laughs> what if they're <laughs> japanese what all i don't god, the Jap- god there's so many you know the japanese ones are pretty cool anyway but to have masterpieces yeah that would be pretty neat i might get in on some of those are we picking from any of them I mean, I would, yeah, I guess I would (laughs) pick any of them. I mean, the show characters is kind of probably what I would start with. Like, personally, if they came out with a masterpiece quick strike, I'd probably pass. (gasps) You hear that, Dakota? A quick strike? How dare you? He's only (laughs) saying that because he hates me. Uh, (laughs) A masterpiece quick strike. (laughs) 
Yeah, you do. But that's only to <laughs> he say was, he was I an important after the season, character. I'm done. Wow. So oh, like man. I can't I can't remember if I ever asked you, did you ever get Lyle Convoy? Did you, you pre order Lyle Convoy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh, so you're just gonna cancel it since you don't need it? Well, I didn't say well, that. Well no, because I like Lyle Convoy. Oh, okay. Lyle Convoy is that quote unquote season one beast. The organic, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. So so that's all the Japanese. All the Japanese beasts are organic except for the cyber beasts. Exactly. Exactly. I just so don't know, man. Quick Strike like Quick Strike was a funny character, but he didn't like Quick Strike never did anything for me. Like the way Primal or the way Cheetor or Rat Trap did something for me. You know what I mean? Like Quick Strike was just one of those forgettable characters. Quick Strike to me was like the watered down Scorponok. Dude, like Quick Strike to me was like the more exciting Scorponok. Like he had he had more right, but like you know, bravado to him, you know. But that's why I didn't like him. You're ridiculous. That's just me. Can someone just else me. someone else answer the question? <laughs> My, I, think as far as, I think as far as show characters, I mean, if we're going off of show characters, I don't think I would not want all of them. I just can't see it. Now, if we're going off a toy basis, my first one on the list would have been a Stinkor. <laughs> I definitely don't want Masterpiece Air Hammer, if that makes any bit of difference. I mean, I just can't think of one, you know, you know of the show ones, it's really hard to even, even, even think about picking one. You know, and I mean, all of them had you know decent uh, amounts of a uh, decent amount of showtime, or had a story on each one of them. Something I you kind of know about them, where some of the other characters in toy form you don't know a whole lot about them at all, or you don't know. You know, what I'm saying there's not much on them. So why would you want to spend? A hundred plus dollars on a toy that never really saw any showtime. I think that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't spend, you know, nothing. I have no, no, no connection towards that character for whatsoever. I wouldn't. But I mean, growing, you know, going through watching all the Beast Wars and Beast Machines, and definitely I would. Whether we get them or not, it's going to be a a whole different story. I think yeah, I, I have know. a legitimate complaint about this black arachnia. Oh, no. But, uh, I can't find a place for weapon storage in robot mode. Oh, Despite like it being forced to integrate in uh, beast mode. like You have to have the weapon or else uh, she no transform. Weird. Which, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know hmm. about this, everyone. Masterpiece Tiger Hawk, Jim Fong. You need to stay with us until about that thing they doing. Don't worry. We got you covered on a Masterpiece Oh, yeah. It's on the way. It's on the way. <laughs> they hot carry, and heavy. They, they're carrying I, that MF thing on them. I was carrying that MF thing. Don, what about you, man? 
that's a hard one to answer because they're all such good characters. And I think the one I would, I don't think I'd be necessarily not excited, but I think the least excited I'd be would probably be Tagatron because I've already owned that engineering twice. I don't think it'll be the same engineering, dude. I think it'll be definitely the same engineering. At least ninety percent the same. Not the same mold, definitely, but the same engineering for same, sure. Same you transformation. Gotta think, he's a thicker body. He's got a lot of shit to put away. He might have. He might have some fold-in panel syndrome that Chidor didn't. Chidor was very weird, thin, man. very sleek. Same with Shadow Panther. Tigertron's got a lot of meat to pack away to come out with that same robot. You're right. But I don't think I don't think we're gonna see a significant change in design. Mm-mm. I guess we'll see. Just my opinion. But if that's the case, would you would you, would you say the same about Tarantulas? Oh. No, because I think his would be different enough from Black Rachnia, especially with the, the different types of spiders. I disagree there too. I don't see. Uh... I don't see tarantulas being much as far as design goes, like engineering and design. I don't see him transforming very different from Black Ragnar. Like, so okay, that's that was that was the like the back well, of her butt, right? And that's essentially where tarantulas hit the back of his spider butt ends up as a backpack. Like, we're like all these pieces are going to be thicker, but tarantulas is going to be bigger to you know implement those thicker pieces anyways like just playing with this black arachnia right now i can 1000 percent see uh tarantula sharing a majority of the engineering that with with her well like without maybe maybe it is tarantulas then because i like the season two design for him so much better than the season one which is the season one design does not do that much for me I'm learning that right now, me and Candace are the only real Beast Wars fans on this show. Sounds well, like them. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, all these, all you, these you ask us a question like this. <laughs> no matter what answer we give, Ty, Tyler, gonna... Tyler asked the question and I completely like I was just like, oh I'm I'm fucking excited for all of them. <laughs> Look, like, there's, don't there's get me not wrong. one that I would there's not one that I would prioritize over the other. Like right so now. Wait, if you got a quick strike right now, you'd buy it? Fuck, or do you not yes, think that would dude, be out of place? Do you think I would be like I would be so excited if they announced Quick Strike? <laughs> like as like that's and that's, because- that's the thing. As as much as I want, as much as I want to complete my season one cast, and we're literally like four bots away from the Maximals. Two, if you just can't count Axelon crew, like as as close as much as I want that Axelon crew, that kind of season one first half group. If they announce Quick Strike ahead of anyone else, I would be like fucking. Bet three of them. Give them to me right now. Oh, you whore! Did so, you not what are you going to do with three black arachnias? What are you going to do if they do trans metals? Sure. Are you going to get four of them? No, no. Okay, so the deal that I that I'm no, doing that would is, be dumb. Well, no. What I'm doing is <laughs> I uh, the only ones that I want displayed in both modes is going to be season one because I feel like they spent equal amounts of time. And for the Transmetals and Transmetal 2s and Fusors, I plan on having just one figure representation of each, uh, but having Season 2 and Season 3 shelves, meaning I need another Masterpiece Dinobot. I'm going to get another Black Arachnia for Season 2. I'm going to uh, have 
I end up I'm gonna end up with five waspinators, I think. Five is it's five waspinators, five rhinoxes, and five, I think that's it. What the fuck? That. Five? What do you need five for? <laughs> okay, season one shelf, bought and alt, uh sealed, season two, season three. So five. Whoa, hang on a second. Jim Fong just says I downloaded Primal Sabbath's Beast Wars North American toy reviews. Oh, dude, uh, you want to download some money into my PayPal too? I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm Enjoy it. Enjoy them. I'm just, I'm just busting your balls, dude. That's a, uh, that's great. I'm glad. Like honestly, like that's, that's super, super humbling. Like, um, that someone likes my reviews enough to download them. That's, that's a uh, thank you for that, Jim Fong. I appreciate that, dude. Download it. Probably be there much longer. Okay. Well, th- th- <laughs> my my stuff's gonna stay up, Mike. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to lock any of my stuff behind a paywall. We've we've kind of gone over all that, you know, a few weeks ago. Um, Didn't it just come out that it's not even as big as a deal as everyone made it out um, to be? Yeah, more or less. Like it's <laughs> there's still there's still so many unknowns about it. But regardless how the pendulum swings, I'm not locking any of my content behind a paywall. I may change, you yeah. know, uh, the home for future stuff. I don't know. We'll see. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, with that, statements. Um, I hope everyone right, enjoys start. the holiday tomorrow. Drive safe. Um, don't act. There we forward. go. That's how. That's that's and, what we'll, uh, that's our closing statements. What's everyone thankful for? Isn't that wasn't that supposed to be our, our closing statements? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that on the list? Honestly, man. Um, I gotta. I got a pretty extensive list uh, and to, to not like single any, anyone out. I honestly just want to say like uh, everyone involved in the cool table network shows, like it's kind of cliche. I know, but you know, like um, specifically like, like ACE Milo, uh, I want to shout out a big thanks to that dude. Like he's the reason that we're on iTunes and other audio platforms. Like he rips the audio from these videos after they, you know, uh, process and and he does all that uploading. Like I don't do anything uh, as far as getting our stuff, um, you know, on iTunes and for audio listeners. So uh, mm. I definitely, as far as being thankful, definitely Ace Milo. Um, you know, uh, I wouldn't have met uh, Mike and Candace. I, I would have met y'all, but and Dalton. Well, maybe Dalton, but like, I wouldn't have met Tyler without the without the ROC, the Roma Collectors, and um, so I'm definitely thankful for that. And like even you know like getting that that marvel legend cyclops from eric ee prime like i would not have met that dude without that group and you know like i obviously sent that stuff to me for free so um that's that's also like like just a huge thing like that's you know that's crazy like i don't think like i would have met made any of these connections nick brammer uh all the dudes on masterpiece shit piece theater to be fair uh i feel like i'm i'm definitely tighter with with the folks on that show the most but like you know it's definitely like every everyone everyone on on the cool table network and and part of the ROC you know like uh, Matthew uh Matt Baldwin Deluxe that's that's another dude so I'm so I'm thankful for that that engine of being able to meet new people uh to interact with um thankful for some of these sweet masterpiece beast wars boy woo <laughs> uh i'm thankful for uh, for all you guys like it it seems like there's only been one time where where I was left high and dry on a on a show, 
And, you know, which again, Josh Fisher from MPSB, he stepped in, but record and no one had the time for it um, on that pre-record day. But like for all you guys just showed up, like like Dalton, Candace, Mike, Brett, Rodri, Joe, like anyone that could make it when they could make it. Like I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for people that watch this show live. Like uh, Ghost Lord Peter is a prime example. And like I'm thankful for all the artwork that dude has been doing for us. Like again, like for free. Like I, I love free shit. I will never turn down a gift. Um, but like the fact that like these people are doing that shit's just awesome, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful. Like going back to Jim Fong, like I'm thankful for that kind of stuff too. I think that's killer. Uh, and, and again, like humbling, like it's, it's, you know, if you would have told me like, yo, someone downloads your reviews, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Like stop lying. Um, but I mean, you know, and anyone who interacts and like, like people who even don't interact in the live stream, but do interact on like comments and things like that. Um, you know, I mean like they, they all know who they are, uh, but thankful for those dudes. Um, definitely thankful for my friends, thankful for my family, thankful that I have a job that's just super relaxed. I can just hang out all day and like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm going to work. Like despite the 30 minute commute there and the 30 minute commute back, it's perfect. Um, it's catered, catered, made for me. So I'm thankful for that. Um, anyways, Mike, what are you thankful for? Breathing. All right. How are you? I'd be thankful for a fucking dish rack full of clean dishes. Oh, actually, show. hey, you know what I'm thankful for? I'm thankful for the other eight toes I still have. <laughs> Somebody had to bring it up. Oh man, that's good. That's jokes. Uh, Tyler, what about you? What are you thankful for? It's not my Thanksgiving dog, and Candace is next. Okay. Um, well, Candace, I'll go Peter, after Candace. <laughs> oh no, it's not your Thanksgiving dog. <laughs> All right. Wow, but we didn't do it for him in October, did we? No, we didn't do it. Uh, it doesn't count. Oh, it doesn't count. It's not a don't tell Gary I said that. But. <laughs> wow. That's sacrilege. That's sacrilege. <laughs> well, I am thankful for my family, my friends, you guys, of course. Well, you're my friends anyway. So you're all my BFF, Jenny Lynn. I don't think she listens, but I'll throw her out there anyway. She knows me. No, Jenny well. Lynn, how, how dare you not listen Jenny to us? <laughs> <laughs> no. she, I never. I tried once to get her into Beast Wars, but it just it didn't work. And um, and thankful good. for Beast Wars. Got through that in there. It's uh, absolutely. It's made a lot of friends and a lot of connections and things for me. It's it's pretty crazy how one silly cartoon can do that. And uh, thankful for my pets and health and. Um, I think that's the most of it, really. Also, health is always a good thing. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, and my job. I have a great job, and great coworkers. And sorry, Dakota. I I live right next to work, so I literally just walk across a couple fields, and I'm at work. God, (laughs) I I, I wish I I could say. I used to do like a forty-minute drive, and it was just awful. I wish I, I could. I wish I could say the same, but like I'm also glad I don't live next to a truck stop. So, oh, there you, you know, go. Yeah, you gotta gotta pick that. your battles, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't want that. All right, I think that's uh, pretty much for me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. 
Happy so Thanksgiving good. to you too. Uh, Tyler, what are you fucking thankful for? <laughs> well, I'm thankful for this really, really ginormous, huge collection. I'm thankful Making it for. Materialistic. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm I'm thankful for. Obviously, I'm thankful for Stasis Lock. I mean, it, it goes without saying. I'm thankful for all the really cool artwork that people work on for, uh, for me for the show, um, like Vanessa, um, doing that that burn piece for Stasis Lock. That's really near and dear to me. Um, what's the other thing? Oh, I'm thankful for Gary Chalk and David Kay signing the two biggest posters that they said they ever signed. <laughs> Whether or not that's true is left up to them, but like, <laughs> I believe it. And like you know what I mean, I got that signed to Stasis Lock because you know this is this is my mainstay. This is where I want to be every Wednesday. So I'm thankful for each and every one of you, Dakota, Candice, Mike, and I'm thankful for Dalton. Even. <laughs> oh my goodness! Come on. <laughs> no man, I'm I'm thankful. I'm thankful for everyone, man. Like if if. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have met a lot of people. Uh, Dakota, you actually got it wrong. I, ne- I didn't meet you through the ROC. We met through uh, – I was just a fan of your channel. And then you started doing a podcast. And I was like, listen, I'm going to be on that podcast. And you were like, okay. And then I just hopped on and never left. He actually, he actually kidnapped my family. Um, and That's like, right. That was part of the terms of the agreement. He used to, to have a brother. But then I was At one hungry. point. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And I am, man. I'm thankful for these master masterpiece Beast Wars figures. I'm thankful for just like all the lessons I've learned from the show. Like even like to this day, man. One of my favorite, one of my favorite quotes from Beast Wars and Beast Machines is the seeds of the future lie buried in the past, and it is so true in in so many aspects of life. Like you learn so many valuable valuable lessons from the mistakes you make, and going forward. Like it is true, the seeds of the future lie buried in the past, and also for booting up cold. <laughs> for booting up cold, yeah, that's that's what I'm thankful for on your Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next year on your Thanksgiving. The tale on my Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dalton, yeah. what about you, man? What are you thankful for? Well, I was going to say I'm thankful for you guys, but um, that ship has sailed already. <laughs> no, um, wow. seriously, I, I am really thankful for you guys. You guys have helped me many times out of emotional hell holes. And, you know, you've helped me open up more about myself and you know, get out of my shell. I help anybody and, that pays me, so no problem. <laughs> I, you know, I just it it means a lot to me that you guys, you know, don't see me actually as you know what I think of myself and everything. We're used to, anyways. That. That's beautiful, Dalton. Um, always thankful for my family. You know, they're same way. They're always there supporting me, helping me. You know, if I'm in a tough spot. Uh, I'm, you know, thankful for this community, you know, showing up all these awesome figures and everything that I've bought and, you know, 
thanks to Stasis Lock and everything, getting this winged dragon. Yeah. Did we buy that for him? I can't remember if we Well, no. It. I mean, just, you know, without you guys, I. I Did somebody just have fart? It. That was me. <laughs> God. <laughs> Whatever. And good Bro, feelings deluxe gone. Is, deluxe, deluxe it's been like, perked up. <laughs> yeah, it's been deluxe, like two and a half fucking hours, man. Deluxe just, just perked up and he's like, breaking news. Ghostlord <laughs> Peter says it's confirmed Dalton's a shelf former. Oh, God. <laughs> and yeah, I'm definitely thankful for Ghostlord Peter for, you know, the artwork he's been doing for us and actually, you know, dealing with my criticisms and, you know, talk, you know, talking to me, asking me, you know, what I like about my character and everything. He and I talked, yes. You've been a micromanaging Mary, haven't you? Well, I've already had a preset character, so it helped. Dalton's Dalton's all about protecting his brand. I mean, so are you, so you kind of get where I'm coming from. Do you see who I led on this show? No, yeah. All right, see ya. Brand protection isn't definitely isn't in my top <laughs> and, uh, my top five. I, this is kind of a weird one, but I'm thankful thankful for the author of Beast Stars because it is such a great manga. And if you guys haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. Oh, I know who I forgot. Those right. assholes at Facebook. Oh, thank, <laughs> thankful for those. Yeah. You know who I'm thankful for. The FTC. The bottom is $20. <laughs> That's $20. Um, with that, everyone, we're going to let y'all get out of here. You and, know what uh, you done did? Enjoy your uh, North Good American, uh, your, your United States of American Thanksgiving. Uh, or drop the Thursday. <laughs> uh, you can check out some really cool shows on the Cool Table Network. Such as Shattercast Uncut and the Realm Toy Dedox, Mega Mega, Visible 40K, Plus of Fanatic, Breaking the Mulberries Radio, Fresh Communications, Building Up to It, Verbally Challenged, Mashup Shippy Theater, and a few honorable mentions such as Blackout and Shout, All Queued Up, Off the Runner, Cybercast, Collecting Gumbo, and Around 30 Minutes with our boy Matthew Deluxe Baldwin. Thank you all for watching. And 30% uh, of those shows we'll see don't exist anymore. See y'all next week. I'm, most of those shows still do. Um, someone send me an updated list.